Our new partner who I'm really, really excited to announce we are working with. Super, super stoked. Thank you, Angie Huberman, for this connect. It's incredible. Uh, AG1 Athletic Greens. I've been using them for a while. I have them every morning on an empty stomach. Basically, take one scoop and you put it into a uh, cup or glass or mug of eight ounces of cold water. And this is all your greens for the day. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Every day I take this. It's so good for my digestion, my energy. It's simple. It's easy. I don't like taking a lot of vitamins. This has been really, really helpful for me. I've had a lot of stomach issues my whole life, and ever since I've been gluten-free and taking the AG1s, it's really helped me in my stomach in the mornings. I love it, and I'm so psyched that they're part of the One Life, One Chance podcast. I'm sure a lot of people don't like eating greens, let alone drinking your greens, but I can tell you straight up, it's got a mild tropical taste, and the taste is actually really refreshing, and I really look forward to it each morning. Don't, don't think it's just going to be just straight bland. Um, it tastes really, really good, um, and it's good for you, so remember that. This one blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's incredible. Just one scoop, especially for musicians who are vegans or just musicians in general who want to get those daily greens. You can get the packets. It's incredible. I just gave some to my friend Derek from Sepultura. He traveled the whole entire world this summer, and he had, he had those every single day. He said it saved him. I bring AG1s with me when I travel. It helps me stay healthy. You know the deal. If you're on tour and you are uh, a picky eater, but you need to have your greens, sometimes catering doesn't have greens. Sometimes you miss the catering. Sometimes you miss the backstage food. Sometimes it's too late after the show to go get food that you like. So if you just have a, a scoop of uh, AG1s in your hotel room before you go to bed or you're in the hotel room at night and you're starving and you want something healthy, boom, life changer. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with some convenient daily nutrition. That's all you need. One scoop in a cup every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. This is it. I'm super psyched. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit drinkag1.com slash OLLC. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is incredible. I love it. It's just basic greens. For me personally, this has changed my life tremendously. I'm not a junk food vegan. I don't eat a lot of fake meats, so I'm strictly, strictly greens. And this has been a wonderful, wonderful new addition to my life. So once again, visit drinkag1.com slash OLLC. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Get one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Yo, yo, Liquid Death, thank you so much for hydrating all my guests, taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love what you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. And if you want to get water, Liquid Death water, go to amazon.com. But for merchandise and other things that's not water, go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby and get free shipping. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. 
Welcome to the One Life One Chance Podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. I got my brother from another mother, Mr. Chappelle Lacey, next to me today. Yep. Chappelle, you were, here, you were here two days ago when we did a podcast with End It. End It! With, yeah. um, <laughs> with not the best air condition. Yeah. And so they inspired me to step. How's it feeling here right now? Feels great. Okay, awesome. I never popped in the summer, but I know. this guy's from out of, I know. Out of the I can't believe you got me out of my house. Fuck off. You're just taking a nap in here. Um, okay. <laughs> now, in front of me, we got... Jem from a uh, gang called Speed. Thank you so much for being here. Bro, thank you for having me. It's this an is, honor. This is, is a, fucking awesome. Honor. International hardcore fucking, we'll get into that, but thank you. We had a hell mission getting here. Yeah, we made it. You got stuck in Hawaii. It could be better places. Uh, could be worse places yeah, to get stuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah. thank you for making it. And then we got Ricky, my man Flat Spot, backtrack in the house. Thanks for being here, hanging out. Thank you for having me. He's not going to really talk so much. I made him get a microphone. He's just here <laughs> hanging in case he has Moral to support. Moral pop in support. and say something. Yeah. Um, well, shit, I don't know where to get started. I know that your first time playing here was Sound and Fury in America. Was that the first show in America? Mm-hmm. And yeah. now here we are back for the second time back around. Back from all. Yeah. And that, that was such an incredible... We went to that show. You, that was You know my favorite part of that set? <laughs> what was it? <laughs> Is, no, this very, my favorite part of that set was how vulnerable you were and you just like so appreciative mm. of how uh, l- how much love the crowd was showing, and uh, you know support for you guys for it being your first show there, and just how like massive it was. Because I didn't know it was your first show over me either until you until you said it, and then I was just like wow. Like it, it was cool to watch uh, someone from like hardcore, like you know open up that way. Sometimes people are just like yeah, this is our first time here. Yeah, that's what's up. But you were like. Yo, we felt really, it. really like it was like very like, like you sincere. used to, you used very sincere words. And, All right, thank you. And it, it seemed very like very vulnerable and very open and and not so like uh you know hard with it. It was just like yeah, this is you know we play hard music already, but it's like hey, we can you know absolutely. I mean, bro, we, I'm from Sydney, man. We're from Australia. You know, there's not <laughs> many bands that have had the chance to do and experience what we experienced in the last year and. um Man, I went to my first hardcore show when I was 12. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I turned 30 this year, bro. You know, yeah. we've been playing in bands for a long time. Speed's not the first the first one, you know what I mean? Yeah. And last year coming here, that was actually like our 15th show. And and, and, and it, wow. was, it was... Wow. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, well, we started just before COVID, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So to be asked to play Sound of Fury, I've been, we, we, we post up on my couch, you know, every week just watching Sound of Fury videos and like everything yeah. like 6 you know, Damn. just worshiping this kind of stuff. So be able to come and play last year like that and not only just be able to play Sound of Fury, but also just like have that experience with that many people. Like, bro, I, I've never even seen a show with like 2,000 people, 3,000 people. You know, that was like 5,000, yeah, 6,000 yeah. last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. You know, yeah. so honestly, like... people, people It's so surreal that people say like, you know, it, it must be like a dream, but bro, I honestly never ever thought... i never seen anything like that in my dreams. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So it yeah. was... It was Beyond really it, another yeah. kind of another kind of life kind of experience. Like I don't even not yeah. oh, not you what feel, I expected you in my life. You can feel it through the performance, you know. Thank you. It was like it was just it was very very powerful. Like I mean, I was like out. I was just fucking blown away. Thank you. I, yeah. I I think that like you know with us as well, we've lived in our own shoes for so long and just just we're we're so happy with what we have with our friends back at home and we're so yeah. happy just doing what we're doing and we 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 just have an opportunity like this fall into our laps and. I think that reflecting on everything that's happened in the last couple of years, it's just made me, made us double down on the fact that like, we're, fuck, we're just normal people. Yeah. We're yeah. just normal that's people. Good, that's and good. that's what I just, yeah. I want people to know that like, that's the power of, of this shit of hardcore. Yeah, you know, like true. we're literally just the same people in the pit, bro. And now I'm just here on the yeah. stage at Sound of Fury. Like 
you, I just want you to know, like, if if you got it twisted for whatever reason, you think that we're on on a pedestal or something, like, yeah. it's not. Like, we're just fully normal people, and we we ended up here just from the love of it, and yeah, that's that that's that's the possibility of hardcore now. You know what I'm saying? It's you incredible, know, it's, especially it's, it's with the very, internet. Yeah, that. it's yeah. very interesting. You know, hearing this because, like, I, I don't know when you think of it. It's like I feel like that's always been the foundation of hardcore, but mm-hmm. now I feel like people are just more like, uh, like I said, like, like the vulnerability, like for you to be able to be so open like that. You know, it doesn't traditionally come from hardcore. Like we've always been like, oh, we're just regular people. But it's like, hey, we also have emotions, and we can we can share these things. And you know, to see you know harder bands like do that, it's like I think it just opens the door for more people to be like, oh, I can get down with that too. It's like, yeah, like we can let all this out, but also it's like, hey, like let's love each other, let's have fun. You know, like I mean, you hear every band, every band like you know modern hardcore band like just say, hey, take care of each other. All right, let's go. You know what I mean? Like it's like, yeah. and, and it's beautiful. Like, and you really do see everyone really taking care of each other. Not we talked about not that even, yesterday. Yeah, not even just like in the crowd, but like you know the scene in general. Mm. You know, you see people like it's so united. It's like, hey, it's, someone needs to yeah. help up. Like we, you know, we help up not just at the shows in the pit, but like just in general. It's, it's just like really cool to see. It's the, it's the you know after being involved in music for so long and being having different and varied experiences. In other spheres as well, the one thing that's just unmatched that is literally the foundations of it all that it all comes back to is the community with hardcore. I mean, as cheesy yeah. as it sounds or whatever, bro, like literally ninety nine point nine percent of people I love in my life have come from this, you know, like oh, adjacent to hardcore in some way, yeah. You know, and For it wasn't sure. planned that way, yeah. But it just is. I just think yeah. other people I, I love and everything I have, you know, like I think it, it, it this kind of reflection was also coincides with something like COVID. You know, I'm sitting at home and just being like, fuck, like I'm so lucky that I have this, and then to come out of COVID and to have such a boom like this Crazy. Yeah, the and all these things happen. Still there. Yeah. It's like, I mean, COVID was like the, 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 the biggest disconnect that people have felt in their whole lives. But for some reason, like coming back out of it and with hardcore going so crazy, I think it's a testament to what it's about. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. many people together coming out. Yeah, people were so excited sure. to go to shows again mm. yeah. and see live music and stuff. Mm. It's funny you say that. I always say that kind of hardcore saved my life and ruined my life. But I met my wife at, when I was a sick of it all roadie. I've been married 28 years. Like that's from hardcore. Yeah. Like, every friendship I've had, wow. everything I've done with life is through this music. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. And like, I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, I do stand up comedy. You know, what yeah, I mean? we know, like, we know, Chappelle. No, but I'm just saying, like, I don't even hang out. With, I don't even hang out with like a lot of comedians. Yeah, like all the people I hang out with is fucking just me. I'm your dad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I'm here every day. <laughs> Toby don't do stand up. You know yeah, what I mean? Well, like, one thing you were saying a few yeah. seconds ago about emotion, it's interesting because I, I always never understood like the whole emo thing, the emo core thing, because bands like Madball have emotion. Every, all music has emotion. All of it. It's not just because it's hard. Doesn't mean it's not. Like, talking about real things that are sensitive or like i don't know i think it's i think there's a way to present it you know like it's a way to like let it out it's like you know yeah you could be hard all the time but sometimes like you bring that shell down and just be like i don't know like yeah but these guys were smiling i watched your documentary that's what what i'm saying these guys are smiling on stage it's not like kill each other you're having fun you're still fucking hard but you're having fun like it's not so serious. Like you want people yeah. to die. Yeah. You're like people going off to your music and you're smiling. It's just like this fucking. It's such a That's beautiful like, energy. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Thank you. It's beautiful. Thank you. Like to have that exist. It's. <laughs> I mean, honestly, bro, it's just. It's just real. Like it's, it's. Yeah. It's funny that we're talking about being hard and like, and, and it's funny that you have that association with it because, you know, like when we started this band, you know, like this is a vehicle for me to like talk about, you know, to be serious, you know, in some way, in one aspect. It's the first time I've ever like 
done vocals or written lyrics in my life. That's crazy. And, oh, it's, wow. and I'm not an aggressive person, bro. I'm not like a. I'm, I'm not like. <laughs> uh, trust me, bro. People come up and meet us through speed and whatever, and they're like, "Oh, you're so hard." Or like, uh, like some people have said they're like scared of us or like intimidated. I'm like, bro, you have honestly, you got no fucking idea how soft I actually am. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Speed <laughs> is like one vehicle or one chant, one little. I, yeah, one little vehicle for me to channel kind of like my thoughts and, and that of kind of aspect of, I guess, my perspective on, on certain things. Um, but when it really comes down to it, as I said, everything we spoke about just before this in terms of the love for it, that's really what Speed is about. And yeah. we never, ever expected ever to, to, to leave Australia. We never expected to do anything, like even a fraction of what this is. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. So for us, it was like, we love the music. We know the music we love. And, and for me, I know it sounds hard, but like for me, like it just... It's also just sounds kind of like swaggy and that's just what we're trying to do, just play with style. Um, and it's really funny that people like, I guess, perceive it as being really, really hard because for us, we really just generally feel like we're just having fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the topics that we talk about sometimes, they are serious. So I guess it like channels a set of emotion, but that's the beauty of hardcore again, bro. You put yeah. like freaks in a room <laughs> and get them to fucking spin kick and go crazy and, yeah. and unleash that shit. But it can exist. You know mm. what I mean? Like on paper, it wouldn't. You tell it to, to, to the civilian, they yeah, say yeah. you're fucking crazy. You're yeah, out of your mind. And yeah. I guess that's why they see like the reels and the TikToks and whatever, and they they lose. They do lose their mind. Yeah, you know they what go, I mean? what but, the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck is this? But that's the beauty of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. I just, yeah. I don't think there's ever really been a hardcore band from Australia that's really like popped off in the US. I know back in the day, toe to toe, we'd go and play with them a bunch back in the day. They mm -hmm. come to America, but it wasn't. What? This is just something like a mind snare. There was a bunch of bands from mm -hmm. back then. You know yeah. what I mean? But like. It's just this new generation, the appreciation for hardcore, I think, really has blown up since the pandemic. It's just thriving everywhere. And it's like, it's hardcore everywhere. It's not, I don't see any other types of genres blowing up like this. It's not that it's like a big genre, but California, New York, everywhere, there's so many fucking bands and they're so diverse. Yeah. And it's like a real diverse community. Mm -hmm. Like we talked yesterday about Seven Seconds, singing about Walk Together, Rock Together, and Not Just Boys Fun, and all these messages from the 80s that people are still fighting during those songs. I feel like now people are actually listening to the lyrics and there is this you community, open-mindedness, and this, it's, a, it's, it's beautiful to see. Yeah. It's actually, it's actually coming to life. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah I mean, as, as, like we are, we are just through and through fans, bro. Like yeah. we... Bro, you don't even know, like, I just, we, we have spent our lives, like, just, you know, I, I, envisioning or, 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 like, something like this, like, just coming to America and just having the experience. Bro, coming to it, last year, like, the day before we went to Sound Fury, we went to the pre-show, we saw Candy and Akulu. That was my first show in American Soil, bro. Like, wow. that for yeah. us, just even being in America and just being at a hardcore show and being able to experience it, that is already, like, a dream, you know what I mean? So, be, people were coming up to us being like, oh my God, you don't know how excited I am to see you. I have no idea how excited I am to see you. I'm like, bro, I'm fucking playing, bro. Like, you expect <laughs> how I feel. Like, I'm, I'm fucking playing this show, bro. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like I'm, I guarantee I'm more excited than you are. Yeah. And that's what's cool about it. Cause yeah. like, yeah, like, you know, like there's no disconnect between you and the audience because the level of excitement is just, is, is, uh, is shared. Yeah, yeah. but that's yeah. what hardcore yeah. is though. Yeah. That's what it's that shared and it shared everything. Mm -hmm. Like after these guys play, He'll be at the merch booth or hanging out. You just go talk to you. Like we're all approachable. It's like, that's what I love about Harker. Everybody's equal. Yeah. And I, I, stage you're on. I know that like, you know, not everybody is uh, inclined to like, you know, just meet heaps of people or whatever. And that's, that's totally fine. But just for a lot of us in speed as well, we, we just thrive off, of just meeting people and like when we're playing music as well now we've been yeah. given this vehicle where we can like meet people through hardcore yeah. like you're meeting people who are like-minded or all around the world it's like fuck like yeah. you know what I mean like, like this it's 
it's, it can be hard to make connections with like real connections with people like in other spaces and then now we're just meeting so many people who like think the same way and it's i mean that's the best shit ever i, yeah. I love fucking meeting people you know what i mean like we've made yeah. so many sick friends especially in america bro like i feel like i, I even just being at sound of fury for a couple of hours just before i'm like bro like there's just so many people here I, I, that feel like like the way i described it last year it's like it felt like i was on a movie set but i was part of the movie yeah, yeah you know what i mean yeah, i don't yeah. really i don't i don't really like uh, heaps into sports or like any uh, real other interest that much hardcore like this this shit is like like they're like celebrities to me but you know what i mean not in like yeah. a not in like in a weird way but just like a, a respect way yeah. and like being in that in that circle and just be like whoa like i there's so many fucking crazy people that are, like i've listened to these bands for so long they're just walking around and like we're hanging out and shit <laughs> yeah. like it's it's a trip bro and like yeah. i don't know we, we, have, we have so many talented friends back home in australia too and so where we feel it's just like we're having this experience like fuck like i'm just trying to lap it up and just trying to shed light yeah if, if you fuck with what we're doing like i'm, I'm sure you you, you, you'll find something in Australia that, that, that is also, you know, up your alley too. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk a little bit like growing up in S Sydney. You were born in Sydney? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like growing up there, how was it growing up there? Do you have siblings? Like how was your life growing up? Amazing. We're, I mean, we're very lucky. Like uh, my family is from Malaysia. Um, I'm, me and my brother. So my, bro my younger brother, Aaron, plays bass in Speed. Yes. And, um, and we have a little sister as well. And we're first generation born in Sydney. Um, we had a great life. Like I... I I feel like a big part of like who I am today is obviously from hardcore, but also, you know, from the, from the impression from my parents because awesome. we're Asian, but like I have really, really, really open-minded parents, bro. They're not typically Asian parents. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and I think that's why, like, it's yeah. a big reason why we're, we're here doing what we're doing because yeah. they never shied away from us playing in bands and, and, and going to shows and like being on stage. Like they pushed us to do that. Um, and, and they pushed us also to have an open house and, and have friends come home so like yeah i don't know like they, they never knew what hardcore was but they really clicked with the mentality of a community because heaps of bands that toured you know yeah. um and came through a lot of them have stayed at my family home and they always encourage like i don't care what you do outside just why don't you just come do it at home you know bring them home and do it at so. least they know you're yeah. safe yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly so growing up you know like i feel like uh those values that we learned in terms of just welcoming people home and just kind of being friends and just being open with people and being transparent about things like that's what we channel into speed and yeah. all of our friends and speed all our friends and all and everyone in speed is like really good friends with my parents too and so That's growing awesome. up we're very blessed man yeah, yeah. i love I mean, when people shout out their parents me too i love man. i love when people give love to the it's to their folks, it's it's, yeah. a, it's i never understood that growing up when it was like anarchy and fuck your parents i was like i love my mom she raised three boys it's like i don't hate my mom you know it's kind of cool to be punk rock and hate everything but it's like I get Especially that. being a parent, I get it. You know? For sure. And I, and I get that too. But like, and I understand that not everyone has the same experience. We're totally. so lucky that we had parents that did this because, bro, I see like so many people that look like me and Aaron, you know, but, you know, are, are living a different kind of life or maybe it didn't have a certain kind of door open for them just because, you know, they were pressured to, you know, focus on studies or do yeah. this and that. And we ended up playing in a fucking hardcore band. And now I'm fucking playing in a hardcore band at age 30 with my brother. And my parents are like so stoked for couldn't be happier for us. You know what awesome. I mean? And, 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 and I think that that's a similar thing. You know, we're, we're trying to, um, we're, we're very grateful because I, I, I'm aware that a lot of people who have a similar experience to us maybe didn't feel as confident to, to do what we're doing. And yeah. I can't really explain why. Why do I feel so confident to be in a band and talk about what we do and fucking... You know, people say, oh, you take your shirt on stage and like you fucking, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty, we're very obnoxious, you know, but it's, it's because we were enabled to from a young age. My parents didn't care that we were fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, let us run around and just, you know, act like little Kung Fu kids uh, and shit. So. Were you and your brother, did you guys get into music together, hardcore together? 
No, actually, bro. So my brother's story is is pretty interesting because he grew up very Asian <laughs> in the sense that he was he was like a he was into hip hop. He um nice. he was um he was a b boy. He was he's a hip hop dancer. He's an incredible dancer. Wow. Yeah, he's a re- he's an incredible. I'm gonna dancer. Have to try to battle him maybe a little bit. He will give you, you a lot of your money. Break things back in the day. You don't want to do that. I'm too old. Forget, <laughs> forget <laughs> I said that. I didn't say shit. Yeah, yeah. You saw me pop lock in the other night. I did, but I pop locked at the LA. Yeah, whatever. Go ahead, son. I'll take it back up. Yeah, he's a he's a great dancer, and he he's very fresh, which is where we get all of our style from. Really comes from really comes from him, but um. He, he didn't really go to shows or anything. Um, he was doing that thing while we were going to shows. But it's funny because he started going to shows when he was maybe 22, 23, which is kind of late compared to the rest of us. And um, he actually found Hardcore because he became friends with all of my friends. Mm-hmm. They kind of met Aaron and they were like, wait, this guy's way cooler than you. <laughs> that's, I'm, that's not even exactly. They were just like, well, what? Like your brother's cooler than you, bro. Like, like then they started hanging out with him and he became best friends with all my friends. And... When we talk about Aaron's story, I really feel that he he found Hargo for all the all the perfect reasons. He is like the he's like the archetype of someone who's really in it for the right reasons because he fell in love with the community and the ethics about it first before, before the music. The music. Yeah, and then cool. now he's I mean Aaron is the kind of guy that like any band, any style, he's in the pit. Like he'll be at the show with doors open and paying for a ticket, no matter what show it is, and he's marching from front to back. You know what I mean? That's awesome, um, man. And so so yeah, and then with doing speed. I played in a band for a long time and toured for a while and kind of... Uh, what was the band called? I was, had another band called... Well, I played in a lot of bands, but my main kind of project was a band called Endless Heights. I played guitar okay. in it. And we were really lucky to tour. We went to Europe heaps of times, did heaps of shit in Australia. I experienced a lot, but never, ever, 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 ever had the opportunity to come to Australia. I'm oh, sorry, come to America. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Ever. And um, which was fine. And, you know, that kind of came to an end. And when that came to an end, bro, I'd been touring for so long that I was like, okay, I'm done with this music shit. I got to... Not done with music, but like done with touring. You know, I kind of got to got to settle down and just do it. You know, move into the next chapter of my life. And so the day that we had a conversation of being like, you know, let's let's end on a high. Let's kind of like end to wrap it up. My mind clicked into like, okay, I'm gonna do speed. And I started writing this thing. And I was like, Aaron, let's finally do this band that we always wanted to do. And Aaron never played music um, before, but I knew that oh, wow. I, I knew that he, he could play bass for that reason. So um, so <laughs> when I wrote the speed demo. I wrote it as like a textbook for him to learn bass. And my, my, my bucket list thing was like, I just want to sing in a band. Been doing this for so long. I just want to sing for a band once. Yeah. Yeah. And I also want to play in a band with my brother. You know? It's cool. Um, you, wait, you already knew how to play bass? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can play the, the other instruments other than drums. Got it. Really, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I, I write the music and speed mostly. Got it. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, but I do the vocals, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah what yeah. were some of the influences originally for speed? I mean, I, I, I hear I hear all kinds of things in there. The biggest, the biggest ones were definitely Biohazard, Madball. Yeah. <laughs> for the demo, I mean, he, but for the for Marauder the, in there. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I thought it was kind of you, you yeah. can kind of hear, you know what I mean. Um, but then, def, like for the demo, especially, um, I, th- I think the classics can, can kind of be heard. But w- totally. if there's a few modern bands that we pull for, pull from it, it would definitely be. Um, we have a lot of respect for for King Nine. Yes. Um, we really love Criminal Instinct. We we loved Minus a lot, and um and then TUI of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You said Minus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to Minus. Shout out Minus, bro. Like it's I think a bit of an underappreciated band, but I don't know how I don't know which band. I I think I'm, I'm I'm realizing from coming to America that there were bands that have a stronger resonance in our part of the world in our friendship group, and like Minus is one of those bands that was like a quite a legendary band. Dennis and Kane in Speed, they played guitar and mm-hmm. drums. 
their their previous band, which is is still going, is a band called Relentless. They okay. toured America a couple of times. That was like legendary to us as like friends who've actually come and rub shoulders with, you know, modern bands and yeah. you know, they they yeah. toured with Rotting Out and Zabalba and they played this hardcore and United Blood and all this fucking crazy shit to us, you know, years ago. Um and and they also toured with Minus. So like I think that they they kind of exported that they brought, or imported that. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> I just but you saw you saw me. You saw what I did there. I, I think I knew. What I misunderstood getting. minus yeah. for the singer, my boy minus from Marauder. Oh, <laughs> oh I mean that too, that. of course. I'm not singer. gonna play myself in my pod. Yeah, yeah that okay. too, of course. That okay, too, of course. course. Yes, I thought he's name dropped the singer. I was like, okay. No, minus from Santa Barbara. Yes, yes shout yes, to yes. minus from Santa yeah, Barbara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, so, uh, and, and growing up in school, were you playing with bands during while you were in school too? Yeah, wow, yeah, pretty okay. much from the beginning. Like, we just started. We were really lucky where we where we grew up, bro. We um, the school that we went to. Uh, they were very liberal with us playing acoustic guitars and going up there and just jamming all the time. So every lunchtime we're up there just wow. playing hardcore riffs on acoustic guitars while we're eating Sick. sandwiches and shit and just like getting fucking breadcrumbs everywhere and like, <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. But um, we were very lucky uh, to grow up and just for some reason, like our grade, like our, our year group, we just had a circle of friends that just fell in love with hardcore so much. Yeah. It's like mid-2000s, you know okay, what I mean? Okay, mid-2000s. It didn't yeah. happen with the other year groups and mm-hmm. it, didn't ha- it wasn't a school thing. It was just our friendship group and... And um, which were, which many of like they're still my friends till today, you know what I mean? Which is which ties back to this whole thing of like gratitude for for this whole for this whole thing. But um, yeah, we we were playing bands for a long time, and and also um, I I I I learned the I started learning the flute when the classical flute when I was wow. um, yeah when I was eight years old and That's and awesome. and it was it, I I talk about this as well because like that was like another part of my life I think not many people not many people know about. But my job at home is I'm, I'm a flute teacher. Like a classical flute teacher and like went to... I was still currently? I, I actually just quit my job. I quit teaching for the first... I've been teaching for like 14 years now and I wow, just quit before amazing. we went to Europe because... Too busy now. I just couldn't commit to the students yeah. like the yeah. way I... You know what I mean? Like with touring so much now and it was really unexpected obviously but it kind of it kind of happened really quickly actually, man. Yeah, but yeah. Like, yeah, I just quit and then... But I have a few students that are, that are about eight or... Eight, eight, between eight and ten that I've still got for the rest of the year. Um, But... You know, that was a weird thing as well because I just love music. I just yeah. love music and, yeah. and, and, and just playing and I guess um, that really is my passion. But as I got older, I couldn't, I didn't realize why like I, I found it hard to fit in at, un- at university and just other, other spheres. I just couldn't, I don't know what it was. I just never fit in. I wasn't like, yeah. I never had really had problems because I guess I just grew up going to hardcore shows all yeah. the time. But I just didn't, like look, playing flute and everything. I just, I don't know why it was this weird thing. I, and when I'm teaching as well, even bro, like I'm way, I way more prefer to just hang out and kick it with my kids than to be in the staff room at lunch. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. way more than that. And is it, is it cause it's so, uh, like university is just so kind of pocket. Do you think that's like a reason where it's like the world that we're in is like very like almost like limitless. I you know where it's like university is kind of, I, I mean, I went to co- I mean, I didn't really get down with, with college uh, either. And so it just, I don't know. It just felt like, like I was just, this is it. Yeah. You know, I, I can mm. only go this I mean, you know, bro, if, if you look at me and then you, if, and what we do, and then imagine me playing in an orchestra around like people who are playing in orchestras who are like spending their whole lives sounding a classical instrument and all that kind of thing. Like, yeah. It's kind of a weird equation, you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. um, I didn't realize at the time, but I was like, what the fuck? Like, this felt so strange. And, yeah. And it was so weird because I'd be going to university and, bro, like, being, have you ever seen Whiplash? The yeah. Movie Whiplash? Like, when I, I, I saw, essentially what I, yeah. So it's essentially what, like, that, when I saw that movie, I was like, fuck, that was my, my experience at university it was oh, like wow. pretty much going to music uni like at that like that level like because uh, conservatorium was like it's like 
kind of like training to be an Olympic athlete or something. Mm-hmm. But like we would like practice. I was practicing for, for like four or five hours every single day. Oh, Even damn. if I'm on holidays, I'm fucking going overseas. If I'm going on tour, I was bringing my fucking flute on tour. I'm sitting in the van fucking doing finger wow. exercises in the fucking van. I think that's awesome, man. Fuck. I mean, it was, it was, it was definitely like, it was definitely a chapter in my life and I learned a lot from it, but like, it was kind of crazy. And, and, and it was kind of crazy because I'd be spending so much fucking time studying this instrument and, and playing to like fucking 10 people, you know what I mean? Mm. On, and, and, and like in a recital. And I'm a, I, I think I'm a pretty confident person, but like the only time I ever had like performance anxiety, I literally, literally fully had performance anxiety every single time I had to play on stage with flute. And mm. I'd be playing in front of like five people, 10 people. And it'd be so crazy because I'm like, bro, I'm literally dedicating my life to doing some studying playing the flute you know mm, doing yeah. this but i'm this is the thing i should be best at but i'm so fucking nervous and i was fucking up and when i say fuck oh, wow. up i would like you know maybe play one note wrong you know in like a five page piece <laughs> yeah. or something like that yeah and then it would be the end of it i'd be like fuck you know and there, there'd be t- times when i would literally fucking cry because yeah. I would, it was, it was so much tense. pressure bro it was really really wow. intense and then I go out on the fucking weekend and play like a hardcore show to like fucking 200 cunts and everyone's fucking spin kicking <laughs> and like yeah. the guys I'm in band rehearsal with don't even fucking know the difference between like a crotchet and a quaver. They don't even know what a time signature is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they don't even know how to tune their instruments and we're having the best fucking time and it doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's like, how do I weigh up that, that duality of like, I'm fucking here wrecking, my ho- wrecking myself over playing one note wrong and then I go to show and I'm having the best time of my life yeah. and like making such meaningful connections and playing this kind of thing that's meant to be tribal, like the people that like are that classical music world with me have no un- no fucking idea what I was doing. They had no understanding two of what lives, this was. Yeah, two different, yeah, yeah, completely two different lives, yeah. you know? Um, and it was a thing in my life when I was like 18, 19, like when I was going through that and kind of being like, what the f-? like kind of trying to understand like, what is, what is this? Like, why, why is it? Why is it so different? Why is it so crazy? It's kind of good that you questioned it, though. Yeah, you know, because otherwise cool, yeah. you you probably could have found yourself in a situation where you were kind of just stuck, and you like you went this route because it, you know, because you didn't necessarily question it. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's, it seems like that was like the thing that worked for you and helped you kind of navigate is like the fact that you question like why do I feel this? Why do, why do I feel this here and why do I feel this there? Yeah, that's, like, that's actually I don't know. I think it didn't seem dope. fun. It doesn't sound like it was fun for you, but for yeah. sure. And and at the same time as like well, like almost. it was. I don't know if you ever felt you probably didn't feel this because you're like a goat, you know what I'm saying? But like with with hardcore, like for a little bit as well, like sometimes you know you, when people like civilians ask you, like, oh, are you playing a band or what is it? Like, yeah, what yeah, yeah. music? And it's like, oh. Oh, it's like rock and roll. You kind of feel ashamed to talk about it. You know what I mean? Yes. And just like, oh, and then they'll be like, oh, what'd you do on the weekend? Or, or, <laughs> you, or you went away for two weeks. What were you doing? You know what I mean? And you kind of don't really want to talk about it or kind of want to explain it. You know what I mean? But like, we're not embarrassed. It's, it's just hard to, to explain it's to civilians. Hard to explain. Yes. Sid was saying the other day, like when adults ask him what you do, he's like, I'm in this band. And then when they ask him, he's like, it's called Gorilla Biscuits. Like, he <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't yeah. want to say the name because they don't understand what that means. Yeah, they don't, yeah. Even like for flying to Europe and students were like, what's your band called? What do you guys sound like? I'm like, yeah. well, we're not as hard as Metallica. We're not as melodic as Green Day. Yeah. It's called Hardcore Punk. You try to explain it to me. They don't understand. That's dude. right. I mean, like now at this age and in the last few years, I don't give a fuck. I'm so proud of it. And I, I, like, I, 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 I've come to that stage where I, I understand it now, you know, but, but, but I bring that up because like, yeah, at that time I was just kind of like, it, it was a thing it was a th- something in my life that I loved so much but I didn't really know how to communicate that and also like why the fuck do I feel kind of ashamed to talk about it or yeah. like why do I feel scared to like talk about it you know what I mean with people who don't get it or whatever and I guess yeah kind of starting speed it was like bro like I'm 25 now like mom this wasn't a fucking phase bro like this yeah. I'm 28 yeah. or whatever when I started like this is not a phase I for some reason love this more than ever still there and like when we when with my other band we were 
Yeah, we did some big tours, and I remember I had this like this thought when I was like, we did a bus tour once on Europe. Wow! And we like played. And the sites did. Yeah, we played wow. did a bus tour once on Europe, which was like holy fuck, That's and like sick. we were playing like some big venues, and I was like, bro, like. Like fifteen year old me would be fucking like jizzing his little pants there, thinking, like, "Holy <laughs> fuck, you were fucking here at O2 Arena yeah, yeah, on a yeah. bus, bro." But for some reason, I walk off stage and just be like, "Cause we 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 were hardcore band, we were hardcore kids that were essentially trying to write pop music by the end of it." Mm. You know what I mean? So it was a little bit it, by the end of it, we like we we were we had we started the band when we were fifteen and we stopped when we were like twenty five and we were the same lineup. We were just friends that just grew up together. That just cool. were trying to tick off boxes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was an amazing thing that was born out of friendship and love for the music. But remember, we're doing this tour and I was just like, "What the." Walked off stage, and I was like, why the fuck do I just like feel like I would way prefer to be at the bar back in Sydney playing at 50 people with my other hardcore band rather yeah. than being here right now? Like, why is that? Why am I wow. feeling that? And it was because like, I, it was just different. Like there were like, quote unquote, fans at the shows. And like, there, was a, there seemed to be a disconnect between, in that world of music, between like, I guess like people on stage and in the pit. And it was just, it just seemed mechanical. And like the kind of conversation is that people were having behind the scenes about, touring and like why they were into music was just different to how i yeah. saw it. it was just i was just i don't know i just i was like this this is just not how i'm wired you know what i mean yeah and it it was it spelled out to me a difference in culture and um and yeah when that's why doing speed now in this age is like bro like we're a fucking hardcore band and i tell people i love hardcore and we're, we're so proud of it and we're, so, we're not ashamed for it because like literally like it's if i'm still here doing it like 17 18 years later it must mean something you know what i mean it's for not sure. just this this for thing sure. where you just go for a bit and just like grew a fringe when you were like 12 or 13 <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, and then, yeah. you know and then stop like we never stopped yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love i love when you're saying like the fans and then the hardcore that's that word fans and hardcore is i hate that word anyway <laughs> but for hardcore it's like more like friends yeah because you end up yeah. being friends with these people that love your band yeah. or you have some sort of communication with them, even through social media or whatever, like, and they, I don't know, it's different than just yeah. the bands that are kind of out of, out of touch yeah, or out just of reach. Like they had like scheduled for meet and greets and just like, I was like, yeah, you would do meet this? and greets. Wow. What is this? No, I wasn't doing it. Okay, I, okay. We weren't doing it, but just like, you know, on these kind of kind of tours like that and just things like that. I was just kind of like, this is so weird. It's like, like yeah, we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. just be at the merch booth hanging yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. That's where we'll be. I don't know. It was, anyways, it was, <laughs> it's no, it's like, bro, it's no diss. Like, it's like, I guess a different thing, you know, I, it's just not your thing. It's just not, yeah, it's just not, you weren't connecting I mean. with it. You yeah. Connecting. yeah, it's just that's, not exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's fair. You yeah. made me think of something. I I hate telling people I'm a stand-up comic <laughs> because they always want to. They always want to hear. Oh, a joke. tell me a joke. Tell yeah. me yeah. say something yeah. funny. Bro. Oh yeah, what I, you got? I can't do that. Maybe yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Put I don't you know. on the spot. Well, maybe one day I'll find the comfortability to be able to go. I do stand-up comedy, but. A lot of times I'm like, oh, don't say it. <laughs> More people go like, sing me one of your songs. I'm like, no, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See, yes, you're a singer. I, I, you're think, a singer. I think it's cool that you were that you were teaching flute, right? I think that's yeah. I think that's amazing. Yeah, it'd be so sick for us growing up. Like Freddie Mabel was like a piano teacher, yeah. or something <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. He was doing some other like normal thing. Like Absolutely. he's doing some civilian shit. Then he's in a hardcore band. He's doing both. I'm yeah. two different lives. Well, Freddie does golf now. He does golf, yeah. yeah. I love <laughs> to see that shit in real um, life. But that's what I mean as well when I say, bro, like you actually have no idea how soft I actually am. <laughs> like you know, it's and, and that's also why it's like it's a it's a it's a funny experience, bro, because Gankle Speed and all like speed is a is a generic name. Like when we started the band, as I said, like no you know, no, no many Australian bands have ever done anything like this. Like nah, man. hardcore in Australia was not big, nah, like not no. very big. Like we were doing this because there weren't enough bands in Sydney at that time to fill out a lineup. And we were like, our friends are booking the shows with the kind of people that are running it. Like, yeah. And we cared about it. So we got to keep the wheels turning. We, what better way than just to fucking start your own band, you know? Yeah. And, um, 
and when we started the when we when we came up with the name, the reason why we came up with Gang Called Speed was because I was like looking, I was coming looking through, I sitting on Aaron's couch, my brother, looking through different like handles that were not taken because I didn't want to do like speed like four twenty or something. So, which would have been fresh anyway. But like, anyways, <laughs> um, Gang Called Speed was free, and I was like, oh, it's got a kind of cool ring to it. Like, yeah, cool, I guess yeah. this is like our gang, you know, like we can. You know, we can rock this, like you know, whatever. Yeah. We uh, and 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 never thinking that it was, I don't know, ne- never ever thinking that this would be exported or be seen by the amount of people it's been seen by. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so people see it and they're like, "Oh, you're so hard and you're a gang." What I was like, I mean, bro, like this is our interpretation of what that is. But I never, I, I didn't, I ne- we never ever expected that it was going to be like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, I heard you talk about a little bit too on one of those uh, doc things, but just like the gang is like the scene, it's the community, it's all that, it's all of us. We're a gang of hardcore kids. It's like it's our community, right? In a sense. It's not just a band. Yeah, and then yeah. It, it, it's it's I, I really do feel that like what we're channeling here is just, just what our friends believe in. This is how our this is how our friends back at home treat each other. You know what I mean? This is yeah. how, I don't know. We, again, we learned it from our family of open home and stuff, and and like, we we can be hard when we need to be hard, and there's things that you know we put our foot down about. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're just we're just down to hang out. We're just people mm-hmm. that just love music. We just love hanging out and. We're just from Sydney. Like this is just yeah. what we. This is yeah. how we know it. That's what, that's 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 what really just what it comes down to, man. Yeah. yeah. And the first demo came out 2019, like right before the pandemic, mm-hmm. huh? Mm-hmm. And had you guys played a bunch of shows leading up to that demo over there? Uh, n- no, we put the demo out and then we played two shows that year, wow. uh, or one show that year. We played one show in 2019, and then before the pandemic, we played like a couple more, and then and then we went into COVID. Wow. Yeah. Damn. And then yeah. the uh, the flexi P came out 2020, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys are putting videos up. Are you guys putting stuff during the pandemic where people started finding out about the band? So, I told the story a couple times, but like, not but not in this podcast. Not in this podcast. No, no. <laughs> but um, so we put the we put the demo out, and and then in 2020, Ricky Singh calls me, and I'd never met Ricky before. Shout out Ricky Singh, who's sitting right next to me. He doesn't talk, uh, but he's hello, hello, hello. He I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. And and, re- and and so Backtrack is a band that has a, a very strong affinity with Australia. Australia is kind of, can be a, a fickle place because we're so far away, um, and there's a few bands around the world who have made a strong relationship with, with I guess our scene, and they're the bands that have toured in there a couple times. It's not easy to come that far, you know, yeah. and, and be quote unquote successful because the scene's yeah. not that big, but Backtrack is one of those bands. So Backtrack is like legendary for us. You know what I'm saying? The, the whole reason why we started moshing on stage and everything was because of, um, was literally because of the fucking, the, 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 you know, the, the uh, darker, half. darker half fucking release show video. Yeah. Where France is on stage yeah. and he's just like throws his bucket hat and he's like skanking on stage so hard. Like we were doing that in our living room for so long. And like, <laughs> and so like Backtrack to us is like legendary stuff. Anyways, Ricky calls me in 2020. He's like wanting to uh, ask him about signing speed to Flatspot. And like, you know, like fucking Flatspot put out the TUI demo. He put out the fucking Backtrack demo, put out the Minus demo, put out all these ma- other amazing releases since then too. And it's like, holy fuck. Like I'm fucking on the phone with fucking Mr. Ricky Singh, you know? And also the other <laughs> thing as well, bro, was a very surreal experience because we were going through COVID in 2020. Yes. And that was like the, pe- like the time of peak uncertainty. And he's asking like, okay, like, can you guys tour? And I was like, I mean, bro, like I can't even walk out my fucking front door right now. Like yeah, literally, but, lockdown. but I would love to come to America. Like that, I would love to, nothing more than to f- literally come to America. Like fuck yeah, yeah. Man, you know, but we had this conversation. I remember, I remember it so vividly. We were on fa- fucking FaceTime call and I was in my bedroom when I was, um, and, uh, and, um, I was fucking lost my train of thought for a second. You're in the bedroom talking on the phone, Ricky. Yes. And, and can you come to American play. Yes, he was asking us if we can come to, come to American play, and and um, 
oh yes, that's right, that's right. And then we got to the end of the call and I was like, well, Ricky, like, you know, like, I know that we're a fucking a small band. We're from Australia. Like, there was one other band that had been signed to Flatsville before, which which is Iron Mind from Melbourne. Shout out Iron Mind. One of Australia's best hardcore bands ever. You should definitely listen to them. Definitely if you like hard music, check out Iron Mind. But anyways, we knew that. But it was this was like such a crazy, surreal kind of moment. And I was like, look, Ricky, like, I know we're this small band from Sydney, but if we sign with Flatspot, I tell you right now, bro, we're going to, we're gonna run it straight. We're never gonna look back. Like we're gonna fucking run it hard. We're gonna fucking do this properly. You know what I'm saying? Like we, I don't know what we can offer you, but like we will fucking we will run this straight, and we will fucking never nev- never forget about this. And we also have a label in Australia too called Last Ride Records. We have two labels, Flatspot and Last Ride. Last Ride run by one of my best friends in the whole world, Tom Matter. Shout out. But we were gonna do this in conjunction, and that was another big thing was that Ricky really respected it. He was like, you got your you got your thing there, and we didn't we were never gonna leave Last Ride either because that's that's our you know. Yeah. That's our people, you know, too. So that was a huge thing where we were going to combine and, and kind of work together. And then after that, we put out the the, the 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 2020 Flex. And then soon after that, we did the first music video, like about a year, a year later. Um, and then now we're here. And yeah. I, I just feel like since then, bro, like, I mean, there's a lot of things I don't know if you want to talk about, but like just since then, bro, we've just been on this fucking insane journey. It was like... Yeah. It's been beautiful like, to watch. Us, us together. Like, yeah. I, like, like, I... As I said, even just having a phone call with Ricky was such a surreal experience. Now I'm fucking sitting in Toby Morse's <laughs> kitchen doing a fucking <laughs> podcast here, you know, with you, Chappelle, as well. I'm fucking sitting here just chatting, you know, like yeah. doing Sound and Fury for the second time. Yeah. In a year yeah. In a row. Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, literally, last year, February, I'm talking like 17, 16, 17 months ago, mm-hmm. we couldn't even, 18 months ago, maybe, we, we, we were canceling shows still because of COVID. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Now I'm here for the second time. Like, so much fucking crazy shit yeah. has happened. And, I, we just feel so fucking blessed, but also it's I've just I've just learned so much from just like I don't know just just trust just trusting this whole thing and just fucking yeah. You, and you, and you guys were in a serious lockdown. Uh, looking at it from America, Australia <laughs> was locked down like legit, right? Yeah, and and, and we, we were, but also like bro, Ricky was calling me in New York, and like bro, we were looking on our phones and Apple News, and you can see like the morgues were, f- were too yeah. full, and yeah. shit was crazy, and he's trying to fucking sign. Speed like from <laughs> Sydney. Like, what are you saying? Dude? I had like, a lot of time on my hands. What do you think? He's on the phone <laughs> me at 4 a.m., dude, in New York. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? The sun's up here. It must be so late. He's trying to do this. I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? But it just means it, 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 it meant a lot. And I mean, yeah, it meant the world. But like, I really, and I really mean that. But like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And yeah. the videos are fun too. Like, the one that Luis. Luis did the video. Yeah, Luis. It's yeah. got like a mad ball. It's got a mad ball pride. It's got a biohazard vibe yeah. to it. Yeah. Like super fun. Like yeah. I saw that throwback in there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that was th- funny because <laughs> we <laughs> shout out Peter Bordy from back home. He sings in a band called No Apologies. They're my favorite Huggle band, Australian Huggle band of all time. And one of my godfathers too. But um, the one blood we bleed video. That's one time. That's right. another one too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but. He had a compilation called This Is Australia. Yeah. And uh, came out many years ago with Parkway Drivers on it, 50 Lines on it, blah, blah, blah. And he, he was doing it for the second edition during COVID. Did and the We thi- See You song, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about that is there's only Australian bands, but every, every song is one minute. And mm. we were in COVID. We were still in <laughs> lockdown too. I was like, okay, cool. Like, let's write you know a song if we have one minute to write a song let's just try and make it the, the fucking stupidest song we can, we can make <laughs> yeah, in one minute. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? So that's how the song came out. And... Uh, and I had always thought that like, I always had this perspective that hardcore bands shouldn't do music videos. I just, I just believe that mm. like, it's very, very rare that, that they will translate like, you know, the, yeah. the energy of a show. So I just thought that the full set, 
is the video. That's enough. But when we did this song, I, I, I saw pretty much exactly that video. I don't know why. I, I literally just saw exactly that video in my head. Um, and and uh, I was, but I was really scared to tell the guys. I was, I was like, I was really, I was like, I, I didn't think they want to do it. Obviously, doing something like that requires like full commitment. So yeah. I didn't tell them for ages. Anyways, <laughs> it was maybe about four or five months I was sitting on this idea and I was like, finally, like, look guys, like, what do you think about this? And they were like, yeah, I'm fucking down. So we just filmed it in a day and the day before it came out, I remember like, it was the night before. Like it was literally like eight hours before. I would like message Ricky and I was like, oh, by the way, we have this music video we're going to put out. Like, uh, he was like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, uh, I don't know if you want to see it. Like here we go. Uh, yeah, okay, we're just going to put it out in the morning. He was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, we'll share it. Cool. Wow. No worries. And then like I drove to, I drove to fucking to school and I pulled up like 15 minutes early and I sat on my, sat on my phone to like type the post up and then I just pressed click, pre- click post. And then I went and I was teaching and bro, like my phone was shut down that day. Like it was, that was a life changing moment. Like that, wow. it was, I never experienced anything kind of like viral before, but like, dude, it was like, it was, yeah, that was a really, I remember that day very clearly. I was, moment, wow. Yeah, it was, it was, I was not teaching flute well that day, but I'll tell you, <laughs> I was, <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. very distracted. Yeah. And you, were you tripping on the video too? Then? Definitely. I remember, <laughs> I remember him texting me like bugging the fuck out, like throughout the day being like, I can't believe this is happening. What the fuck is going on? What, like, why is this happening? Kind of just like not understanding what the fuck was going on, and I wasn't too. So it was going absolutely crazy. It was before like reels, I guess, like was a yeah. thing. Was yeah, before, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, we didn't have we weren't on TikTok, we just posted on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It was one minute, so it could fit. I think Instagram videos could only be a minute then. Yeah, yeah. it was like oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. We will just post it, and I don't know. She went crazy. It, it was. It was. It was. But the thing was, though was not the fact that it was going viral, but just. All the bands that we loved around the world were messaging us with and it. sharing yeah. with, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. people around, like in UK, Supporting UK it. hardcore, like high power guys were talking about it. Guys here in America were all talking about. It. I was it's like, nice. what the fuck is going on? You awesome, know what I mean? Man. It was it was wild. So, yeah. damn, that was kind of like the first. That was one of the the, the first real life changing moments of the band. Um, you got me thinking about hardcore bands videos. Um, I think about the the Fury of Five video where they're all like windmilling Hell on the yeah. back of this industrial area. That shit was hard. Yes. Madball Pride video. Classic. Uh, Down by Law video. Yeah. Oh of course, man, man. there's some grimy. There's some. But Biohazard videos were like punishment. Next level. I mean, that whole thing side. is that that whole video is trying to pay homage to all of that, and yeah. we were just like, we love all this thunder stuff. Let's just do that in Sydney, and that was just filmed in our local places that we just hang out and go to, and then the Harbour Bridge, like the Harbour Bridge was treating it as our brooklyn bridge you know what i mean yeah, so, yeah, yeah. it was just that was just what we we're trying to do so like cool, we just man. we just love that we're just like dude just, like bauhaus and mabble like the fucking freshest bands you know what yes. i mean like and you don't really see that many bands at least a couple years ago like doing it like that so we were just yeah. like this is the coolest thing so and that's what I, that's what i love too and i talked to hoya from mabble about you guys and he, oh that's did why, you <laughs> that's why he loves like just the hardness in the videos and just the hardship back like that energy too like because it was it has been done for a long time this that's and coming from australia too it's just it's awesome, man. We never grew up, obviously, with that experience that those guys had. You know totally. what I'm saying? We never grew up in the same era. Obviously, totally. Sydney's nothing like New York in that sense. But for us, you know, that was the thing that got the us excited. We feel, that we, feel yeah. the pa- we feel the passion. It influenced us, you know, in the way that, you know, like, we may not be from the same walk of life, but at least we, we connect with, yeah. with, with, with the style and, and what they're talking about and, and just the whole... That, that music and everything had a big imprint on us and it's yeah. the reason why we're doing what we're doing today so like that's the beauty of what it. we're doing yeah. here is paying, paying homage to it we just we just love it you, know you can saying? see it and feel it too though it's sincere too mm-hmm. how about the older bands from that scene are they uh supporting you too do you feel like the love from the man it's it yeah dude it's that's a kind of the crazy thing as well is that like i feel like when we came okay so when we like sound of Fury come last year for example when we came into sound of Fury last year it, it literally felt like we 
it felt like we were going to the Olympics yeah. and that we had Australia like watching us. We had a live stream. Like my girlfriend was here to film the live stream. Everybody's so proud. Your parents, it, everybody watching. Bro, them. they were like all putting it up on like, like uh, airplaying it to their TVs, watching ah. it. And like people at home were all like cheering us on. And it was, it was this huge moment. And like, Sick. again, like, as I said, we have so many talented friends at home. For some reason, we just made this music video and like people saw it and it did what it, it did what it did. And then people are now worded up about speed. But like, we just see that what we're doing is like, we're a product of, our environment which is our friends and our community back at home and yeah. that shit's awesome and so we just we just feel like we're flying a flag for all of that with and we're just so proud and and yeah um the older generation like oh man like yeah <laughs> like, for example like no apologies bro as i said like peter body and like, all of that like one of the first shows i went to when i was 13 you know i was i was i was in the pit for no apologies and he came up and pete came up to me at the merch table and was like yo like who are you? Like, what are you doing? And I had a fucking emo fringe and I was wearing like a Carpathian shirt and wearing Dope. a studded belt and all that kind of shit, wearing Macbeths and... <laughs> Macbeths? Yeah. Oh, all that kind of wow. stuff. Yeah. I saw him talk about you in that docket that you were like the kid who was always at the shows dancing and stuff. One of those older bands in that doc he just put out. Oh, yeah. He was talking about you at the club all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we've met a lot of people like that, but like, I was I was in that fit like 13 Macbeths. years old, like... And Pete, for no apologies, I was like, I mean, at that age, I was like, bro, like you were just on stage, bro. You're a big man. You know, you've got tattoos and your music. You're, you're like, you know, he sang on a Parkway Drive record as well. And like, oh, was, wow. you know, it was like kind of crazy. And he was like, oh, you're like, you guys are so cool. Like, we should play together. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you play music too. Like, wow. Like, why are you into Parkway Drive? Why are you into these bands? Like, how did you find out about hardcore? He was just so curious. And I don't like, like, I was 13. You know what I mean? I was like, wow, yeah. like this dude's just talking to me. And it really, awesome, man. It's to have that experience, you know, that's definitely like a big, kind of step towards where i am today because i felt like it was starting to break down the kind of um i guess the i guess the um just the mosaic of what hardcore is it was like mm-hmm. this is one this is one yeah. factor which is like you know we, we th- th- there's no hierarchy kind of thing you know no. and it that, that really left an impression on me and it, we didn't link again until covid like when speed started again he was like reaching out and being like blah 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 and like just being psyched on it and then yeah we did we did that seven inch the we did the we the was on his compilation yeah. and like I don't know, man. It was. I feel like Harko's having a stick re- resurgence in Australia. Harko's the biggest. Low, I don't want to say it's the biggest it's ever been, but it's definitely really exciting, and, and it feels very, very different. And it's mm-hmm. it is honestly going fucking crazy in Australia. And we have so many sick bands, and of all generations, older, younger, same age. Like, yeah, it's it's fucking. Yeah, awesome. there's a lot of bands going there now too, like Sky Audrey, and so many bands have been going yeah, more now. It's like yeah. opened up again. Kind yes, of. yes, and and that's and honestly, on that point, bro, that's like one of the things that we're most we are most psyched to see because. You know, the lifetime of speed, you know, a hardcore band is really finite. You know what I mean? But yeah, for some reason, we've had this light shone on us and it's like, holy fuck, this is crazy. We have an opportunity, you know, to to use this band to help Last Ride, to help like like like, like, a, like a flash spot. But then also all our friends that we work with at home are just our homies. Like we, the dude where we record with, like I went to my first ever show with Elliot. Like he Damn. runs the Chameleon Sound. Like shout out Chameleon Studios back in Sydney. We record all our stuff there. We rehearse there. Um, Rudzi, who's here with us, he shot out all of our movies. Like... Uh, and he shot all the documentaries that you've seen or most of them at least yeah. like he's just with us all the time like these are just our friends from back home you know what I mean and people are seeing that ride. I love that they're here for the ride but people are seeing that now and they're like holy fuck like the talent is like wow like like there's people that can do this shit in Australia and it's like yeah bro like I've always believed in this but I guess we just ne- we're just so far away that we've never had the opportunity to kind of break out and now, it, now that it's kind of happening bands are coming here so much and we see like fuck we can actually make an quote unquote industry for hardcore yeah where Kids, our age, kids that were our age when we started going to shows have and uh, have a have a route to learn about hardcore, 
like our friends who who have who have their hearts in the right place, who are so passionate, who are so talented, who are so skilled at booking shows and being promoters and that, they can actually now bring out bands too. You know what I mean? And for the longest time in Australia, people didn't take hardcore seriously. There was like, like one booking agent there too. I forgot his name, Graham or something. Graham, yeah, from Resist. Just to take all of us back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And now like. I don't know. It's plenty it's, more now. Yeah, and, yeah. and our friends are the ones that are running and it's like, that's the way it should be because yeah. I know that these people are so talented and, and can do it. But I yeah. guess, as I said, it just, it, sometimes it, I guess it just takes like a little, I, I felt like what's happening is like we had like a lot of, uh, a lot of dry wood and it was just waiting for a spark and mm. then we're like catching fire. You know what I mean? And that's a, that's a similar story for hardcore everywhere, but we're just so stoked that it's happening in Australia. And, and the fact you guys are in America playing crazy shows that like even some American bands aren't playing. I just seen yeah. you guys playing the flat spot thing, the footage in New York. I was like yeah, so man. proud. Like that, that was a New York show. I was like yeah. awesome. Just the love you guys are getting. That was my first time ever in New York, bro. That was my first time <laughs> oh, ever shit. in New York, dude. Oh, yeah, I saw footage of you guys eating the hoagies or somewhere. You guys were eating, like, somewhere. In Anthony and Sons. Shout, shout out Anthony and Sons. Shout out New York Nico for being so fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. I saw you over eating the... Yeah, yeah. Bro, it was... I mean... Just getting the full new, the New York vibe. Yeah, right? really crazy. Hey, what's That's up, my man? my son, Max. How you, How you doing? Max, I'm Jem, dude. Good to nice meet you. To meet dude, your you. dad's a legend, No, you know Ricky, too. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for having us here. You going to work? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, get out of here. We love you. There you go. <laughs> I'm trying to flex. Get out of here. <laughs> 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 okay. Max, this dude's jacked, man. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> no, no, I'm not flexing. I'm just, I'm really tan right now. Okay. He looks good. You got good jeans. But yeah, first time in New York was... It was fucking crazy, and I, I. You must be proud too. That's your home shit, you know. Oh, what I mean? yeah. It was. It was a special moment to see that, and it was like you know to have like a label showcase like that. But going and bringing them around to New York and seeing their face, like you know, whenever you bring someone to New York for the first time and they see Times Square and you see their eyes light up, you see them in Brooklyn. You like we went to Korean barbecue. We we did a bunch the of first slices and shit. Oh yeah, like just subway watching. Ride. I love watching. Yeah, yeah, subway rides. I love watching people's faces go through New York City and just like see their eyes light up at seeing all the crazy shit happening. I and they definitely that. experienced a lot while they were there too, which was the best Dude, part. Bro, so when we come to Australia, bro, I'm sorry, when we come to America, bro, we've, it's been like then when you're like, we kind of feel like superstars. I'm not going to lie, dude. It's mm. weird because we, I, I, as I said, I'm 30, bro. Like I, I'm, we're used to living our normal lives just being normal people and we st- we are normal people, but like, there are people who are so hyped to see us, bro. Like it's kind of crazy, it's dude. Amazing, it's really man. crazy and like, like, we feel so welcomed and people are taking us around and doing shit and, like, you know, showing us around and just giving us a crazy kind of experience. I'm just like, bro, I'm so lucky. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. Like, it's just... Take it all in, man. It's I'm, fucking beautiful. That moment, is the biggest... Cra- that's the biggest thing that I'm trying to learn. Th- that in I'm the moment? To, yes. To stay present. Yeah. And I'm so lucky, like, it's weird that it's happening at this age, you know, because it wasn't in in the trajectory of my, my, my life. You know, I didn't think that I'd be doing this at all at this age. But I'm so glad it's, it is happening because... I, at least I have the maturity and the experience to think like, bro, like be, be present and take it in. If it was happening like 10 years ago, I think this would have gone all gone in my head, over mm. my head. And I would have like made some dumb decisions and everything. But, but yeah, I'm trying to soak everything up, bro, because it's, yeah. New York was crazy. You know what it feels like being in New York, bro? It feels like um, playing GTA 4 with <laughs> VR. It feels like that, you know? And then, and then coming here, it feels like, it feels like uh, San Andreas. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really crazy. They really yeah. got it right, bro. Yeah. They yeah. got it right in that game. It's kind of... That's like, pretty true. When Wait, you can... Was your first time coming to California when you played Sound of Fear? Yeah, it's the year? first time. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm not going to lie. We, me and Aaron actually grew up... Well, we didn't grow up. We spent like a year in, in, uh, in Silicon Valley. My, what? My dad... So my dad, yeah. when he was like really Asian... Um, he was um, <laughs> he was a computer programmer and like wow. like it was a huge deal for him because like my my my, my family's from a very 
a very like rural my grandparents live in the jungle like a really rural part of like malaysia and wow for for that for like that that generation and i guess like in, in asian culture in in other countries like a big thing is leave asia like come to send your send your children like literally your purpose of my grandparents life is to give the children a better life you know what i'm saying and they literally saved every fucking penny to send to buy a plane ticket for my parents to fly to sydney to to do university and then they had to fend for themselves but like that all that money went to that plane ticket and then they just had to fuck and so for my parents it's like well we have to fucking like build the best life we can for our parents and then look after the parents and make a better life for our kids in australia yes and so for me and Aaron, growing up in Australia, that's also peels, like falls back into that thing where it's kind of like, you know, like I guess a lot of Asian parents like are like, you go to school and like fucking, you know, like study hard and become a doctor and do all that kind of stuff, look after your family. Where our parents were like, you know, fucking find what you love and 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 and, and do it. You so know, awesome. and, yeah. and and, and, and they, they really they were like, that is the life that we can give you is to do that. And so for us now, we were doing this. It's like fuck, man, like. I'm I'm not working. I'm not fucking working like computer program or doing this kind of shit. You know, I'm not doing anything like that. I'm, I'm playing music, but I've got I got to fucking really rinse this for all it's worth because my parents never had a life like that. Like my grandparents yeah. definitely did not. My great grandparents like no fucking way, bro. You know what I'm saying? Living in the war and all kind of shit like that. So, yeah. anyways, talking about that in, in in Silicon Valley, we actually spent a year there. Okay. So like that was a huge thing for my for my for my parents because like holy fuck, we're going to America. How old were you then? Like three. Okay. Yeah. So I hadn't been back since then okay yeah we spent one we spent one year there and i remember going to like the the pier fisherman's wharf like san fran and like the clowns and all that kind of thing but (laughs) but that was it and then because of that my dad loves nba and country music (laughs) 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 fucking loves that yeah Yeah. do you have any expectations coming back to sound of fury now since the last time was just like so epic you don't think about it (sighs) i mean we we're definitely aware of the fact now that like People seem to care about speed and people yeah. are excited about it, which yeah. is which is awesome. Um, all we're trying to do, bro, is literally <laughs> we're just trying to we're just trying to literally do one hundred and ten percent. We're just trying to sure. just get put on the best show we can possibly put on. Because for a long time as well, like I was kind of like, what? Why is it even happening? Because I, when I listened to, to Speed, like we did the EP, I'm like, this is just poor man's TUI. Like I love it, and I'm I'm stoked on it, but. It's just, that's just what it is. Like, I didn't think it was anything crazy or anything that new or whatever. And people just seem to lap it up. And since we've been playing shows, like, I don't know. I think I'm confident and I love being on a stage and I love being connecting. And also like when I'm, when, when I'm put, when we're putting on the show, I guess, like I'm putting on the show that I want to see, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm putting on like, yeah. what do I want the guy to say to me to make me move? You know what I mean? And, and and that's what I'm trying to channel. So when we do when we're doing this year, now we know that there's going to be you know a few thousand people. Last year we had no idea it was going to be like yeah. that. I had no idea, but now we obviously know. So you know we're just trying to have most fun, you yeah. know, yeah. and just 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 go even harder every yeah. time. Just trying to level it up, bro. I love that you guys went back to the original spot with TUI. Took that photo, bro. That was pretty awesome, man. That's our mecca, Me man. watching that, it's like. Thinking about going to the Discord steps for Minor Threat, like my <laughs> yeah. generation. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? That yeah. was so cool to see. Like that was so important to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, like it, 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 it kind of tripped me out that like there's kids that are getting to hardcore now who never saw TUI because there was such a they are contemporary they like a contemporary band for us. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But there's a lot of people who never saw that and started, uh, who, who even knew about them, you know, until recently. And so now we kind of realize like that's there's a legendary band. You know, yeah. sure. they're, they're legendary status now, and especially for us, they've always been legendary to us. But 
that's just us again just paying homage it's the fucking cool shit ever yeah, like yeah. yeah without that demo and like they're another band that's like really lo- they loved everywhere but i mean when they came to australia too bro they came, the last time they came it was like 2011 those were or 2012 like those were the best hardcore shows i'd ever been to and some of the best hardcore shows period that Dang, i still never wow. seen and we were lucky to play some of the shows and and, and and hang out with them and they're like fucking they were like literal like like celebrities to us like like there and we man. just fucking hung out with them like there was like i met franz then i met fucking Bra- brendan and, yeah. and, and 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 all of those guys and like justice and all that and they were just the fucking coolest dudes they were fucking just hanging out with all of us like yeah. just like nothing and again that was another thing that like it just broke all those barriers then when yeah. we fucking played with turnstile early in this year in australia you know i had fucking normie friends from school who were messaging me being like yo you play with turns how the fuck did you do that this is crazy and i'm like bro what the fuck like when i was in high school like you guys were fucking giving me so much shit for like going to hardcore shows and now you're like tripping when i was playing with turns but also in my head i'm like i just know them as normal dudes like yeah, you know yeah, I know, yeah. I love i've known them for a long time you know what i mean like yeah so yeah, all those kind of interactions like again paved the way for us like kind of molded our perspective of what hardcore is yeah and at this age now it's like fucking put respect on it because i'm also aware that all these people fun coming to see, he, seeing hearing speed they may never have heard those bands before and it's like bro this is where it comes from so put some respect on that because that's why we're here yeah and that's just part of it like yeah part of it yeah, yeah. i'm gonna go on record saying that justice is like your generation's my walter Schreifels. So yeah, he does. Just, he, I mean, hardcore do GB quicksand, Angel Dust, all the stuff he writes. He's an incredible songwriter. Super talented kid. Do you know what I'm saying? I Absolutely. Feel like yeah. I put him in that. I, I, yeah, I love. You, I love everything he creates, man. He, yeah. I mean, super he, talented. He, man. Super talented. He just seems so in tune and in touch with like, you know, and knows what. I don't know. It, just, it seems like the guy just knows what the fucking. He's a great it, songwriter. It comes like, to, yeah. It's dope. Yeah. Extremely talented, very fun, like man. very, very forward thinking, always pushing the envelope, always yes. reinventing himself and not, yeah. not afraid to reinvent himself. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing as well is that like he also, and, and TUI especially, um, really also kind of, I guess, challenged our perspective of what a hard band was because mm. they came out and when they, TUI came, like it just, it crushed everything. You know, everybody was listening to that. We, at that era, we, that, that age, sorry, we called it hard, the hard riffs era. We just called anything that was bar chords that was like, like, like their style, we just called it hard riffs. That was just like, yeah, that yeah. was the genre for us, but that just crushed everything. But seeing them come out and the way they act and where they conduct themselves and like, I mean, they're fucking hard as fuck and like very thuggy and like real fucking hard people. But, you know, he was on, he was on stage at Break the Ice. Break the Ice was like our festival then that that we, that we ran in 2011 when they played. It's the last time they came. He got up and he was wearing a fucking crop top and shit. <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? Awesome. And just yeah. doing shit like that and like With Timberlands probably. Yeah. He, I remember the exact fit. He was actually wearing. He was wearing black black MX MX nineties, black shorts. He was wearing um the red Outcast crop top and a and a relentless uh a relentless snapback. And I remember it because we watched it all the all the fucking time, bro. And it was again, bro. That that's legendary to us. And they did an instrument swap, and Franz was playing drums, and Brendan had a fucking bleached hair and was wearing uh, leopard print basketball shorts, no tattoos. And he fucking got up and 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 um did that. But there is so much hate. And he yeah, fucking yeah. before the part, he fucking did a somersault on stage and then clapped and then picked up the mic. And we were just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so much crazy stuff like that. And that's why. That's that's why speed do the instruments swap on stage too. We we, we swap on stage because that was just the freshest thing that we saw. Yeah. Like when we were that was, was the like thing 18. I noticed when I saw you guys. I was like, wait, did they just swap? I like that it was, was because it was of that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I was like, like, like when they did that back then, I was like, this is the fucking coolest thing. I didn't even know Franz could play drums. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he was just their merch dude, and like, he's doing that. And it's awesome. So man. seeing all that kind of stuff, and also seeing like yeah, like like the lyrics are obviously like you know about heart heartbreak a lot of the time too, and 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 other things like. 
they had a video of them doing misery business like a, a I don't know Paramore, yeah, the yeah, Paramore yeah, thing yeah, on the yeah. bus uh-huh. just doing stuff like yeah. that it was just like so cool. tongue Those in cheek videos, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that, that, that kind of stuff just influenced us it's like there's, what's there's, your favorite record what was, it, what was the record that Chad did because he did uh, yeah because, because so they so this Chad I, I bought this house with Chad so he produced that record and they all mm-hmm. lived downstairs for the whole entire month in here yeah they were writing the oh, wow. record down there they're writing wow. the record underneath you crazy fucking crazy and that's the record yeah that's right yeah I think that's Damn. one of my favorite hardcore records ever oh it's really? one of my top sure. yeah for it's, sure it's unbelievable front yeah. to back there's mm-hmm. no filler whatsoever mm-hmm. it's perfect mm-hmm. I can strongly say that too yeah mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. sick love that I, I just love like all the bands like the whole Baltimore, the whole area, how they like on different bands together, kind of like GB Youth of Today, Judge, how they all switch members, they're all grew yeah. up together. I'll jump on drums, I'll jump on bass, but they're all like homies. I love that whole mm-hmm. Baltimore, DC, Maryland thing. Yeah. With all those bands, dude. Mm-hmm. Even like Diamond Life, like all yeah. those other bands that did together and yeah. with us. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Those guys, like, we, we say that like their whole crew of friends, like Turnstile, TUI, all the Angel Dust guys, like all, all that crew. They're like our like that. It's like our generation of like the Chromags and Madball and like all that. That's our. That's what we see. That they're like the that. fucking big brain dudes. That I love are like, that. You know what I'm saying? For, for modern hardcore, that's how we. That's how we see it at least. But you do like the old shit too, right? New York shit, all that stuff. Of right? course, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I just mean in, in in terms of our era. No, like totally. Right now, yeah. yeah. That's how we kind of re- revere it. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I'm curious what you like outside of hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to a lot, bro. I listen yeah. to a lot, and I mean, like, I think speed is kind of like a product of that. Um, we we. We're, we're, mu- we're music fans, you know? Yeah. yeah. But um, there's what nothing like hardcore, but like, we, we listen to like a lot of hip hop. R- I, lo- I love R&B. Um, yeah. Nice. There you go. What you got? R- what, what kind of R&B? We, we do listen to it all the time and sing it in the car. <laughs> there, there's like a, old shit? I like old shit, but I also, uh, of course, but like, I, I, I mean, yeah, like ca- like ca- karaoke all the time. It's like a big Asian thing, like Green Tea Hennessy, like <laughs> singing like Alia and all that kind of stuff. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah, nice. But there's actually someone I want to shout out from LA. His name's Yeek. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever heard okay. of him, but he's an R&B artist from here. And like, he's, he's someone that I met last year, actually just re- ra- from a different world, but he, he's fucking awesome. He makes like great, great music. Oh, um, wow. But he's from here. And, um, and we... We kind of like go to raves sometimes at home too, and raves, like, nice. yeah, sometimes because in Sydney, like, we had, we had this thing called lockout laws, which was like, they pretty much shut and closed all bars for like ten years, pretty much, pretty much. So, we didn't really have many grow up going to many clubs, and it was hard to find places not like here where you could like listen to good music and just hang out. You know, what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So. So we just have to go to our own kind of like raves and stuff like that, and but where they play like cool music, we can do your own thing. So, so we do stuff like that too, and um, and I also just li- like listen to indie music. I love pop music too, bro. Like, just yeah. Damn. So, what is something that the people that are fans of uh, Speed would bug out that you listen to? Something we'll so random. Something. Um. Hmm. Fuck. I like Celine Dion or some shit. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, Celine Dion's cool, but yeah. like, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I feel, I feel like the flute thing maybe is like already. I love that. That's my favorite takeaway right now a, for this podcast. Yeah, I, I guess. Like, yeah. I mean, um, my 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 favorite piece is um is the uh, the Elgar uh, 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 Edgar sorry the Edgar Cello Concerto. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Edgar Cello Concerto. Check it out. It's it's okay. magical, romantic. Yeah, era. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> <laughs> and what about hip hop? You like um, the uh, so the other like Josh and Dennis have like uh, very encycl- encyclopedic about this. I'm kind of a guy that like I'm I love I love a lot of things, but in terms of recalling names, like I I'm, yeah. I know I'll definitely miss stuff. You know when it, when it, when it, when I'm talking about it here, but um, but yeah, I mean. Just, everything yeah i mean my, my, my one of my favorite records of all time is um is by bryson tiller 
Like oh, okay, yeah, 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 that's wow, like okay. that, that that kind of. Yeah. I, I, I love, I love. Yeah, because this is like a R and B's, like a little bit of hip hop with it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I just like that kind of like dark yeah. bass kind of. Uh, he's, yeah, he's from Canada too, right? Can he, I don't Canada? know. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure, but like, yeah, I love shit. I love shit like that. That's cool. Yeah. 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 He said Leah too, right? Yeah. So Leah. Alia, yeah, 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 bro. Yeah, for sure. Is Frank Ocean R and B or is he hip hop? Frank Ocean's R and B. It's yeah. hard to, for me to kind of sometimes like also uh, yeah. like categorize some of this stuff because yeah. nowadays things like are yeah. so genre hopping, you know I, what I mean? I love that too world. though. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that about hardcore too. I love that you can have different influences, not be afraid to show them. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of bands are doing. Yeah. Or talk about them. Yeah. Well, I, I think as well because in Australia, you know, um, Hardcore for quite a few years, uh, probably from like 2014 to maybe 2019, 2018 was not really, not really popping. You know, mm. there weren't many hardcore shows. And that, that age, bro, I'm like... What was the reason for that, you think? Um, a lot of the big bands broke up. Like, so he heaps of the big bands that we got into when we were in the mid-2000s all started to break up. And then, um, like, hardcore in Australia had a huge boom because of Parkway Drive. Yeah. Gotcha. That was our, yeah. that was okay. our elite tier band, you know, that, mm -hmm. and okay. they... In that, that was the biggest. That's the biggest heavy music export. One of the biggest cultural exports Australia's ever had for, for music. Wow. Period. Like, okay. I saw them play Warp Tour in like 2006 on a tiny stage. Yeah. Dang. And I was like, Oh, this band's about to fucking go off. It's always those yeah. bands on the side. I, I, I just like I don't know. As soon as they walked out, there was just something that I just felt. And I was like, I was like, I'm staying for this whole set. I got to watch this band. And I never heard of them. But they, they just, they're, I just, fucking you know, I, you get the warp tour, like fucking whatever sheet. They, you know, they got all the yeah. set times and everything. And then, you know, was there with the buddy, and I, we we just could not take our eyes off of them. It was like insane. It, it it's undeniable, I think. And like I know that now they're seven. One of those two. One of those I, two. Yeah, I know they're all kind of a different thing now. But yeah. um, you know, they really were a hardcore band when they started, and and yeah. they toured with just hardcore bands. Yes. Yeah. And getting into metalcore at that age. I didn't really know the di what hardcore was, but I would. My first ever show was a Parkway Drive show, and it okay. had three hardcore bands open. It was Jungle Fever, Her Nightmare, and Stronghold. Just mm -hmm. three Australian legendary yeah, hardcore yeah. bands, and that's where I saw. I was like, "That's moshing," and there's this. That's just power chords. You know what I mean? They're yeah. tuned to standard, and like yeah. it was a completely different thing. And I was like, "Holy fuck!" And I saw Skanking for the first time, and I was like, yeah. "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah. And and because they 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 brought out bro, they they fucking toured with Have Heart in Australia. That oh, was yeah. right. that was it was. That was kind of weird because like Hard Fight were playing a 2000 cap venue mm -hmm. with like a barrier back in 2009. Dang. But they were doing things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so they really put us onto hardcore and taught us all of that. Um, but after that, and so so like those metal bands and hardcore bands all came in the same, same umbrella and they toured together. But when that kind of like stopped happening after Parkway surpassed that and then bands started to, to, to break up, um, I think it just it just started to just fizzle out. away. Fizzle out. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. But you know, I, I, I think of it as a bit of a cleansing in some way. I think of it was a good thing because yeah. by the time, you know, 2018, 2019 came around, the last like 150 people or so in Sydney that were still into hardcore were people who were really into it for the right reasons. Yeah. Who really cared. And so when we, when we put our heads together and started doing this stuff again, it was like everyone who was going to shows, we came, we, we saw what it was. We saw what it became. Because also, like, I think hardcore had a bit of a different culture and attitude back then. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. I think there was definitely a, a, a big difference in the ethics and, and, and attitudes socially, you know, within the scenes around the world. Definitely in Australia. I agree. And, 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 you know, some never, def, definitely a lot of negative connotations. It was a yes. very different kind of vibe. And again, like, having my experience going through hardcore then, I was, at least, at least in my eyes, I felt like I, I, I was accepted. And I, yeah. I, I was an outcast and I was, uh, for some reason, like 
the guys in the, other, in the older generations took took us in and they were down with me. Awesome. You know what I mean? Even though I didn't have tattoos and even though I didn't see myself as like a cool guy, they took us in. So I, I, I feel so lucky that I didn't feel that kind of negative, I guess, treatment or whatever. Mm. I don't know how, how to say it, but yeah. I was never wired that way. So when it, when, it, when it came back to shows happening again with us, like we were like, we saw what Haku went through, but we still cared about it so much. Let's, let's, let's fucking build this shit, but let's build it with our perspective. And that's why I think like, Harko goes in waves and it's just necessary. And then now it's coming back so feverishly because you're seeing like, not only are so many new people coming back, but what you, when you're asking about the older generations, bro, like all of, all these le- legendary people who hadn't seen a show for so long are at every single fucking show now. They're starting new bands now wow. and they're yeah. all back into it and everyone's down with the same kind of attitude. That's and, cool. And it's like, it's a really, really, it's the best time ever to be a Harko kid, bro. Yeah, it's a beautiful time, man. You know, I, I, was, I don't know, I just thought about something very interesting. You remember when we went we went saw Parkway Drive recently? Mm-hmm. At yeah, the I had to see him in the podcast. Yeah, what and was awesome. Yeah, what was crazy, you know, like because obviously that, but that was like you know, a from their early kind of their early records, mm. you know, into what they what they have created now. When they played, they they played songs off that you know those those earlier records, mm-hmm. and the crowd was still singing. So it For seems sure. like, you know, I guess the world of hardcore is like really meshing into this. Like we're open to a lot. If that makes any sense, yeah, for sure. I don't know that I'm trying to explain that as best as I can. But there was just something unique that I saw because of the band that they are today. And what, but but like to see those people, like still singing just as loud for the early the those what? songs from the earlier records was like, damn, That's it was, sick. It was cool. like dope. Yeah, it was it was really really cool. They had know? a lot. They had like. They've had some standout hits from the maybe the f- first three records, but they kind of play. They, they don't play the best record of all time, though, which is "Killing with a Smile." That's one of my favorite actually yeah. albums. Period. Like, okay. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think they still play "Carry On," which is from Horizons, their album after that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah the singer was super cool. I never met him. He pulled up for the pod. He talked all about that. All the hard shows. I met him. I met up. him. Yeah, I just met him too. He's. Yeah, I mean, again, like super nice. Yeah, he was, he's fucking awesome. He's he definitely, jacked. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a big man, bro. He's a big man. Yeah, I think he definitely knows what's going on in the hardcore scene. He pays attention. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. He yeah. still lives out there and stuff. And it was so funny when I met him because I, I, I actually interviewed him for for something, and oh, Dennis came as to be my security guard. And that's a joke, but like <laughs> Dennis in the band, I don't know if you, Dennis is is is, is a, a, a jacked, uh, yeah, loud yes. dude in the band. He plays guitar. Yes, and um, we just joked that he's our security guy. I saw that in the doc too. <laughs> 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 security. It said security on the screen too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but he's he's one of the best dudes in the whole world, one in one in a billion. Um, but uh, it was so fucking funny meeting Winston because I, when I when I saw him, you, you seen the look on Winston's face when he saw Dennis. He was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I haven't met you yet, dude!" Like blah blah blah, like like so psyched to meet Dennis. And it was like meant to be the other way around, you yeah, know? Yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. He was so fucking psyched. <laughs> Dennis is like a fucking. He's a powerlifter too, right? He's That's a powerlifter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. a man yeah. of many talents, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. And so then the gang called Speed comes out. That's 2022, and that was on that's last, last spot, year. Right? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And so how was that? How was how was that response? <laughs> it's very difficult to kind of articulate because I I the experience that we're having right now as a band is so profound I I want everyone it's, our reaction to it is like I just want to share it with everyone I want to be like dude like this is happening like I, I want you to be on this journey with us because like yeah. like this is this is too much for one person kind of thing you know what I mean and so the only way that I can kind of like I feel I can articulate it is that it's, it, it's been life changing there's been in like multiple life changing moments and that music, bro, like that EP, Gang Called Speed, is six songs. It's the first EP we put out. Like, it's the first proper record we put out. Like, when, that was recorded in 2020. And 
the biggest show that we'd played at that point was like maybe 100, 250 people or 200 people, 200 people. Wow. I was writing and, and that's the biggest show that we'd had really in, like in Australia for a while. It was like 200, 300 people, you know what I mean? Not, yeah. not like, I think the biggest show before that was the Backtrack tour that happened in 2019 actually and that okay. was maybe 400 people, right? So anyways. All right, Backtrack. Like, Thank you. which is, which, that was, <laughs> <laughs> that's like a big show. Like, yeah, yeah that's, that's a big show for then but like I was writing the EP, we, like we were, we were, just imagining it for a 200 cap room. Yeah. And that's what I mean when we come and fucking play Sound and Fury like two weeks after we play, after we release the EP or whatever and there's 6,000 people there. Like, yeah, what the yeah. fuck is that? Insane, like, why the fuck are there 6,000 people here? Was, Do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't even insane. know 6,000 people even listen to hardcore in Los Angeles. Like, <laughs> I know it's a big place, but like, do you know what I mean though? Yeah. It's really crazy. And then like, we did Outbreak Fest last, uh, last month. Oh, and yeah. That was also the same kind of thing. 6,000 oh, yeah. people. Like, the kind of thing where you can't even see the end of the, end of the audience. It's like a, it's like a never ending sea of just yeah. heads, bro. Like ants. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't even compute that many people in one place. Like your brain yeah. doesn't know how to register it. So that's what I mean, man. Like, and that, that came out a year ago. And that, now headlining Australia, what's it like? It's insane. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did, we, we, bro, we fucking, the last tour that we did. So like it was a couple of months ago. Now it feels like a year ago because so much shit's just been happening. I feel like every fucking day something crazy happens, bro. <laughs> um, but like two months ago we did this tour, uh, the real babe, uh, real based Sydney shit tour. We was we br- were able to bring out Tsunami and Scowl Saw to that. Australia. So cool. And again, like bro, like we grew up going to shows where like, you know, we go to package tours and you'd see like like Carpathian tour with like Cumber Kid and like Verse and like bands like that back in the day. Just like just shit like that, you know. And now we're in this position where like holy fuck, we can bring out cool put bands. Put together yourself. Yeah. Put together shows the way we want, and there's gonna be people that are gonna come. And the show that we played in Sydney was like twelve hundred people. Wow. Twelve hundred people in Sydney sold out in like. It, bro, it literally started in like a day. You know what I mean? Like, that's Crazy, fucking un- insane for hardcore. You know yes. what I mean? In in Australia, where like, when Speed started, as I said, we didn't have enough fucking bands to fucking fill out a lineup. And now mm-hmm. like, yeah, like less than two years out of COVID, we're doing stuff like that. It's crazy, and when man. I say we, I'm talking about Australia, like Australian hardcore yes. is doing things like this. It's like, yeah. how do you, like, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you kind of fuck, like speak on that? How do you kind of like, Oh yeah, we didn't. No, it's not like yeah, we did. It's just I, I, it's there's no, there's there's no logic behind it. The only way yeah. that you can kind of reason it is that like that's the fucking power of what this shit is. Like it's like it's, it's special. Like it's yeah, Harko doesn't make sense. Like it's a it's yeah. a fucking weird thing. It's the <laughs> yes. weirdest thing in the world. Very niche. Is. Moshing, <laughs> is, moshing is the most fucking dumbest thing in the whole yeah, fucking yeah. world. Hardcore <laughs> is the dumbest thing ever. It's the dumbest thing ever. I know, every time I see you, like I'm just like. Yeah, we do this. Like, it's, we're just watching. It's we're the just dumbest fucking, fucking thing ever. I'm like, what the fuck? And you know what's so it's funny? It's so cool, though. It's the <laughs> fucking coolest thing ever. The coolest. It's so fun. And the only reason why we talk about it so much is because when we went to COVID, everyone has to do podcasts, so we're all talking about this kind yes. of thing. Yes. You know? We even started our own podcast during during COVID because we just wanted to keep that fucking yeah. rapport and the connection going. Yeah, talk, yeah. And so we're talking about... We're verbalizing mosh. Like, you never... Do you remember, like, you don't actually talk about the stuff like that out no, loud. You never, no. no one ever talks about the rules or the etiquette or anything like that. No. Yeah. Just go and do it. But anyways, in this age now, it's become a bit more normalized. But like, you know, it's the dumbest thing in the world. But it's so fucking funny because it's the, now, it's the hardcore and marching is the coolest fucking thing in the world. Everyone yeah. wants to get into hardcore now. They think it's so fucking cool. And it is. But also, they fucking think marching is the sickest thing. And it is. <laughs> it but, is. I wa- but I want to say that tribute to you and those clips going viral during Sound of Fury last time. <laughs> And all these different videos popping up during social media. Magnif- I mean, during the pandemic lockdown, we were so separate, but social media really brought people together. Yeah. Yeah. And seeing all these clips, man, it, it went, it's crazy. There's so many clips that pop up of diff- different shows, different mosh pits. So many. That's but it. that one particular, 
That shit went crazy. He said before, like Snoop and Rappaport hit me up. I said, what is this shit? This is this shit you go to? I'm like, there was so there were so many people of like, like high celebrity status that I like follow on IG that were like, like sharing bomb it. it, bugging on it. We bugging. met fucking Shaq from that video. We met Shaquille O'Neal. I fucking <laughs> met Post Malone. We met like I like, had all these other oh, crazy yeah, the picture people. Post Malone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like just like that, I don't yeah. like. That's crazy. Because Adam's a hardcore kid. Adam, the photographer. Yeah, through Adam. Shout out Adam DeGrasse, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, is yeah. awesome. I gotta hear about Shaq. Yeah, that picture you and fucking uh, Post Malone was hard. It looked, didn't even look real to me. It looked like it was like superimposed in there, but I knew it was real. But tell me about Shaq, bro. <laughs> I mean, like, that video coming out is so crazy because, like, firstly, like, yeah, it looks really wild and, like, you know, people sit at home and they can see something, react to it, and just whatever. Totally. Like, you know, people at the show are. Experiencing a different yeah, thing. Yeah, you're yeah, not totally there, man. You don't. You don't. Parkour's really always look wild to like civilians. Yeah. And also, I want to say as well, like I, I also just want to say before we get into it, like I've always dreamed of just having people march to a band. You know, I've dreamed of people having like because people march in Australia, but it was just never that. I've never experienced any kind of crazy, crazy, crazy marching. Only yeah. a few times in some other bands, but to come to America and to have people go so fucking wild without us. I've never ever said like beat the shit out of the person next to you or like fucking kill someone. Or no, anything. I've never, never said, ever, yeah. ever said anything like that. I just say, let's just go crazy. Let's just have fun and fucking go yeah. crazy. You know what I mean? And so people do what they want to do. And I hope that it's out of the right attitude. I hope that it's out of the right intention, but I just want to say that and, and just have that kind of reaction to sound of you. It's just fucking <laughs> insane. And it's crazy. So all these fucking viral like pages are posting it like GRM daily, bro. Like yeah. no wow. jumpers posting it like, like viral. I think so one called viral vids or, you know, just this yeah, yeah, million yeah. followers kind of random right. things or just mm-hmm. everything is posting it. You know what I'm saying? And, and then someone posted going, who's coming to this concert? And then Shaq comments it, me. And then, <laughs> and then, hilarious. And then wow. I, so I just like, I just screenshotted it and just posted it off the speed thing. Being like, wow, that's so funny that Shaq posted it. And then I guess just, people freaked out again and were like in Australia there were like news like uh, media com- media I don't know websites and publications that were posting being like Shaq and Speed is uh, Shaq wants to go to a Speed concert like is there a collab in the works like what does what could this mean like yeah. like you know shit like that I'm like bro what the fuck like I don't I, yeah. like, you know, one thing is run with that yeah with it, so I started blowing it. up and blowing up and like like uh, like coincidentally he was in Australia the week after and Someone hit us up and was like, "You guys, you guys need to meet Jack, and I can make it happen. Do you want to? Do you want to meet him?" And I was like, "Dude, I mean, sure." Yeah. <laughs> and I also like, like, of course, like, Jack, sure, like, I'll meet. I'll meet and your Jack, pops would sure. be psyched too because he loves basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was, uh, he was, like, like me and Jack was, was sick, but like my dad was way more psyched than I was. And, and, sure. and again, like, honestly, and that's so dope because that's through you. Like, it, that's so cool. I can get. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. But it was funny because. Uh, I'm just gonna cut. I'm gonna keep the, the the story as short as I can. But it was, we, we, the guy that told us that we we're gonna meet him was like, "Oh, you're gonna sit down with him. You're gonna, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna like bro down and do all this kind of shit and like have hyped a, it up and shit." Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I, "I'm, I'm down for whatever." But when we rocked up, we realized that we were kind of being pushed to the front of a line of a meet and greet. Um, <laughs> and, and also like, yo, (laughs) there's kind of been like other industry heads that have kind of had our eyes on us who don't like really understand. Just, I don't know. There's other, other fucking people coming in, like suits coming in, I guess. Yeah. 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 And don't really understand. We're a fucking hardcore band, you know, and doing whatever. And I guess that the, the person that brought us was really trying hard to, to make it look good. And was like, I remember we got taken backstage and we were just like, what the fuck? We rocked up the casino and we're like, why the fuck are we going backstage? Like I've never, I've been to this casino. We have one casino in Sydney. I've been there my whole life. Like why the fuck am I now in the fucking back 
area of it, like a VIP. There's fucking security guards, like, like going, oh, the band's here, the band's here. Yeah, we're, yeah, send out the elevator. All right, we'll meet you here. What? Like, the band's here, and we're like, we're the band. Like, what the fuck is this kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. And we're like, kind of walking through backstage, and then we get stopped, and we call him the final boss because he was like the last security guard. And he was like, he goes to the guy, like, I told you, no more, no more. You can't bring any more people here. And the guy's like, please, please, they know Shaq. Please, one more, they know Shaq. And we, we were there, like, seeing this intense conversation. We're like, what the fuck? Like, we don't fucking know Shaq. But it's like, he's friends with them. Like, blah, blah, blah. I was like. Like, what, what the fuck is this? Like, what are we doing? So like, awkward, man. Damn. Yeah. Anyways, we just went, we literally just got. Sh- we didn't get to go through that uh, that entrance. We just got shoved in. We were the last people. Also, Shaq. I think Shaq didn't want to. Jack was so Jack wasn't psyched on the meet and greets, bro. He had cancelled them the night before in Melbourne. So like when we were there, like they they were like no more, and then they just pushed us to the front, and we had not bought anything and there's all these people there bro that have paid shit signed. hundreds of dollars to get these meet and greet things Ooh, and we were just pushed and I felt so bad and anyways we walked on I got one fucking like it was literally like a Dennis was looked at him was like what's up bro and he was like what's up and that was it they took the photo and then it was like all done we were the very last ones like no more we just walked off and then the, the fucking and Shaq so you didn't even get to talk and say yo you nah. the I didn't even get to see him I, I was walking off and I looked so back so he probably didn't even know you guys fuck no bro I don't dude I, I feel that Bro, there's no way that Shaq runs his social media, man. <laughs> there's no way, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I can't even keep up with the speed page, bro. Like, there's no fucking way. That yeah. kind of has like 4 million followers, bro. Like, there's yeah. no way. Like, I mean... Yeah, right? Lucky he's a big listener of the podcast. He, maybe so he does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe he does. Maybe he does. And if you do, th- thank you. But I don't think he knew us. I don't think wow. he knew us. But it was, it, was, it was an honor to be in his presence. And like, it was a fucking crazy kind of yeah. thing. That's a crazy moment. But it was, a, it was just a surreal thing. I'm like, dude, we're in a hog. Why being... Again, why are we being treated this way? Like, why... Why am I in the fucking? Why, why why am I like in the kitchen of the Star Casino, like being walked yeah. through by people with fucking microphones on their fucking suit? Like why? <laughs> well, you know, like these, I wrote these riffs in my bedroom. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Recorded like oh, what the fuck? Like, are, you, are you on social media heavy? Are you checking DMs for the band? Are you talking to people? Are you? <sighs> I'm trying to, but as as well, like my ah, dude, it's so hard to keep up with everything. I think like uh, just speed is especially being from australia like we we were using our uh, the, the internet was a platform for us because yes. we never knew if we could get out of australia yeah so it's a big part of people finding out about you obviously over here and excitement right so yeah and i've out. got a i've got a you know it, we've got we, we have something like that to thank because like we never asked to go viral we've never had any kind of marketing plans i've never had any kind of fucking none of these things were like planned ever you know like like the one thing one one thing that we do have which which has been kind of an approach has been always um minimum input but maximum impact and 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 that's that. that's born out of the circumstances in australia because harker was so small you can't play that much you know that, that you can't even play in every capital city and have a good show back then especially yeah you, know? you, you, you you there was five cities in australia and that's it you know so we wanted to make sure like everything we do we just we just squeeze the most out of it and also at the stage of our lives, we we're all working full-time careers then and stuff like that. Like this is meant to be the easiest band possible. We've done the touring. So we'll just do as little as possible and just, just make it, just rinse it for all it's worth. Yeah. So for example, when we came to Sound and Fury last year, when we were asked, like that was fucking amazing. And thank you so much. Everyone at Sound and Fury, Martin, Riley, uh, Madison, like for bringing us all there, like such an honor. And I, they said, would you want to come? And I was like, look, bro, like we have this record coming out. Let's come and let's, let's just make it our only show. We won't do a tour because, because as well, like, yeah. We didn't have the. We couldn't take time off to tour for for, for a month. That's yeah. why Speed is only the longest run we'd ever done was this last Europe tour. We went out for ten days, 
That's the most amount of shows we've ever played in one wow. round. Oh, it's really? So, so yes. Sound of Fury is just a one-off in America and went, right, and went home we, after that? Well, we ended up doing a flat spot after show the night after. Okay. And then we added, ended up adding one San Jose show. Okay, okay. We had a lot of people from the Bay. We'll that's a long flight to come off. Yeah. Yeah. Mish. But we were like, let's just do that. Because you know what? Like, if there's like 400 people in, in all of America that care about speed and we only do one show, then maybe as many of those as possible will come and see us. And we'll make yes. that moment like as cool as we can for us, you know? And, 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 and just post up in LA and just hang out. You know, that was it. And... I didn't. You could. I, I didn't ever expect that someone would be fucking standing there with an iPhone and, and taking videos, and then it just gets millions and millions and millions and millions yeah. of views. And from that one show, you have like all these amazing things happen, and like it felt like a breakout moment. Like it mm-hmm. felt like such a psycho, psycho thing, and that was never planned. Like I, I yeah. don't. You, there's no like we never. And everything else has happened since then. I so never Ricky hasn't spent no money on marketing, really? <laughs> <Just kidding>. I'm, <laughs> oh. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just kidding. That's ter- not true. I'm just kidding, Ricky. In terms, of, in terms of speed, like we've never ever paid for an ad. I've never ever fucking, you wow. know, like, paid, like I've never did Facebook ads or any kind of thing like that. We just post. All, we just have an Instagram page and a Twitter. It's like, incredible, man. That's all we've used. Like, like it's just like it's the most DIY. It's incredible, man. Yeah. Well, I, it's but awesome. I, but again, as I said, like I think that it's. It just must be a testament to this. And it's funny because like we were talking about this on the way here and I saw uh, someone posted our American flyer on Reddit and there was a comment on it that was like, how does this band come out so much? Like, like how does this band have like, like this is so expensive for Australian band. I've never seen this band. Like people think that we tour so much as well. And that's the other thing. People think that we tour so much when we really don't because <laughs> yeah. we've never done the first full, full Australian tour we ever did full when we didn't even go to Perth was two months ago and that was eight shows and then after that we did Europe and it was ten shows. Like That's the most amount of shows we've ever done. It's kind of um, sick. It's, like it's amazing. Yeah. You know? um, but we've never we've never toured that much and then there was someone, someone asked that question and they were like oh yeah like they're industry pop props and like they have like la- label God, backing and they're, they're being they're being they're being built to like be like this and they're like they have all this funding and stuff like that from like their, their labels and stuff like that. And, 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 and I appreciate that too because like what is happening is completely surreal. Like I don't expect you to realize what's happening because I don't even like yeah. I, I feel yeah. like we ex- well, I feel like me and Ricky and us like and, and like our team like we understand how to navigate it the most more than anyone because we're living it and yeah. it's such an unprecedented time for hardcore and, and, and our band and, and the other bands that we are, are coming up with right now um, but it's uncharted territory right now and, and we only know this but even then we still don't know like everything we're doing we're kind of rolling the dice we're like oh this would be cool yeah like I have a fucking group chat which me Josh who plays guitar and speed and the, and Matter who owns Last Right Records and we started it the day that speed came as an idea and we, we called that group chat geniuses it was meant to be a fucking joke you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. and we talk every day and we're like oh okay let's do this like we'll, we'll plan it this way because the goal was like let's let's try and make people psyched on hardcore again too because we love it like make people care about You're hardcore doing Australia it, yeah, well, thank you. Fucking doing it, man. But that was called geniuses, and yeah. and we, as I said, it was a joke, <laughs> and we never thought that this kind of shit would happen. But it's just we. It's, it's fucking crazy. It's, man. Yeah, we we wasn't fucking built this way. Like fast. Like as I said, when we you came out, like I, he, I don't even know if you fucking took that video seriously. Like because you were just like, cool, all right, <laughs> videos coming out, sweet. Like I guess I was just. Sharing. I like the video, but I don't think any of us were prepared to like for what was about to happen in the sense of like how much traction it got on its own like completely organically dude you know that's the best part it was organic it wasn't forced it's just real shit yeah also props to you ricky and your partner what's your partner's name for che i haven't met him yet i heard he's awesome but coming from harker coming from backtrack and your love and passion for this and i love that you're putting like on these like showcases nobody does that shit anymore that's some 90s shit Mm -hmm. like i did a blackout one at cb's like early 90s but like no epitaph like victory like these 
the pride and like the community and you got all the bands like as a family. It's fucking awesome, dude. Thank you, man. Because you, you're you're a hardcore kid for life. That's that's exactly. You may be an adult right now, like running a label. You're still a big hardcore kid. That's exactly what it is. And like I think about, you know, I feel like a lot of what Jem has talked about today and just knowing his story is like it reminds me of kind of my story too. And, yes. And reminds me a lot, a lot of the things that I went through and, um, but, you know, one thing that I that I got from this, especially with with Jem, is that he put this like incredible confidence in me too, and mm. he helped me be like, you know, the, we, me and Jem both quit our jobs pretty recently. We both left our jobs pretty recently because we fucking really believe in each other. Were you A and R Roadrunner? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but then I was working with another company okay. too, and so now we're just like, fuck it, let's we're like in this ride together, and that's yeah. such a cool feeling. That's, you know? Yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. talk every day, bro. We literally talk every fucking day. He's this this motherfucker doesn't sleep. Yeah, and like I we, believe it. We I talk all day, and we're just like, let's do this, let's do this, and just kind of just coming up with ideas and just like working together, and and we've it's happened so so ferociously in such a short space of time, and it's just like that is the most gratifying thing about this because. Spe- uh, R- Ricky is the first person that we brought into our team that we didn't know. Everyone we work with is just family. Like mm. we, I mean, Dennis and stuff knew him, like the guys, but mm-hmm. he's the first person that I hadn't actually met that we brought in. But I, and we, we're quite protective over who we work with because we just know that this hardcore thing is it's such a special thing, and you can mm-hmm. only yeah. We only want to work with people who are hardcore. I love kids, that. You know what I'm saying yeah. But we knew that obviously you get it. But Ricky is such a Ricky is honestly like he's a very very unique person because. It's very hard to understand how to navigate, I guess, the greater industry and also be be a hardcore, hardcore yes. kid. You know what I mean? It, that, that, those two things don't normally go together. They don't. So it's like having, being very intelligent and being very skilled and experienced, um, and having a lot of foresight, but then also having the ethics in the right place, like is, is a very, very, it's unique, you know? And it's not, and I, and I really think that it's, it's a huge reason why we're here today, but why Speed's here today, but also, yeah, it, the most gratifying thing about this entire experience is that every single decision that we've always made, every single thing that we've, we've always thought about is what does it mean for Australian hardcore? What is it, which, which is, what does it mean for our family? What does it mean for our friends? What does it mean for our, well, what our network? If I we take that, this man. opportunity, what does that mean for, you know, all the people that we're involved with? What is it going to do? And, and if it ticks that box, word. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we've always, always gone with that one mission. From day one, we had, we had a fucking mission. And it's, again, you can't fucking make sense of what's happened, you know? Yeah, but that's the only way that I that I make sense of it is that we just put a heart in the right place, and mm-hmm. and, and and I I even if a, a, a fraction of what's happened so far is is was the result, then I would have been so satisfied. You know, what I mean? this yeah. is all just like a and a people crazy see thing. that and they feel that they know real shit. Do you know what I mean? I hope so for sure. Yeah. Also, it's it's a beautiful thing like your friendship. Like, not not many bands are like friends with the label and hanging out with them, being boys, and and that and I think that's what separates hardcore from like you know, other types of genres of music, that connection and that family and that community and, and honestly and having a conversation like that because you have to go through other people in the label to get like one message to somebody. This is back mm-hmm. in the day. They can't mm-hmm. just go directly to you. Yeah. Like I luckily could text Brett Gerowitz back in the day because he's different epitaph. Yeah. He's like from bad religion so he kind of gets it too but just like the level and the connection here like the label isn't really supposed to be hanging out with the bands but, that's, but it's different because you come from hardcore like you yeah. know it's your it, life. You have I a th- fucking Mabel tattoo on your arm, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think a lot of it also is the fact that I, I played music for so yeah. long. And just like how you said, Brett Gerwitz, like he exactly. played music for so long. Exactly. So we look at it from a different mindset than your typical 
industry like record label guy that went to like the Bandier program at Syracuse and now or he's he's the cousin of an executive and he gets yeah. a job yeah. like that's, yeah. that's not how I see that you know at all so I think that's important especially if you're working with someone to like ex- try to like relate on the type of experience that a musician has to go through yeah. if you're the label also speaking of Brett Gerwitz I love how he fucks with a flat spot he knows about you like Brett's awesome. rent you guys together yeah. like, he sees what's going on he's paying attention to it like that's really cool because you're on the radar you know yeah, what i mean it's like somebody that like i look up to for yeah. sure you know what i mean like what he built and you know he was you know set uh hold it down y'all like there's so many cool records that I came know. out on, on epitaph and that's what got me into punk which got me into hardcore was like the punkorama stuff punkorama you know? was yeah. big mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> those mixed yeah. Yeah, mixed samplers and stuff yeah. right yeah but that's that was influential for like what the extermination and stuff that we did but um it's just hardcore lifer shit man yeah it's, it's that's all that, that's all that this is and and you know i believe in speed more than anybody i think you know because it's it's the truth it's yeah. real yeah, yeah. You know? and that's that's important it makes me so happy it's like it's not it's like from australia too like that's never happened that's what's so incredible about it you know what i mean it's fucking this is like history being made right now at this moment yeah well, you know I, what I'm saying? I always re- i always reflect on all like every step and that's what i mean like that that phone call during covid is yeah. like now we're fucking here bro like it's yeah. like what the fuck like yeah well let's just talk about your uh, real quick your workout shit like what, is, <laughs> what, what what's like a daily thing like your daily workout shit because i see the footage you like flexing on stage and you're doing out of fun you're like in good shape like do you work out a lot is it you work out on tour i don't like, work out as much as i used to um, yeah because every, like the last few years has been so insane but um other than music, I guess my other passion is just is training. I've never been to sports, but when I discovered powerlifting through Dennis, yes, like I was I was never in good shape in my whole life. But okay, when I met Dennis, and then I found out about going to the gym. <laughs> also, like also Jurdis also like had an Im- Im- impression on that too. Like uh, I found out about squatting through that too. But like when I found out about going to the gym, I I, I think I fell in love with it because it was uh, it was not a sport with someone else. It was just against yourself, and yeah. you can completely measure like your own growth it was yeah. just and, and when i you. found out yeah and when i found out about powerlifting it wasn't just aesthetics like bodybuilding there's actually it's a sport you're just trying to build your total and, yeah. and, and 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 be the strongest version of yourself and there's technique to it and all that too so anyways we used to go pretty hard at it for a while and dennis is dennis is an insane insanely gifted powerlifter and very very experienced and all of us in speed other than kane i think believe have all we being competitive powerlifters at some point wow. and we've all done it together josh aaron and i all That's did it together sick. um kane was bigger into like martial arts and other stuff too but anyways spent a lot of years doing that and then obviously COVID couldn't do any training so and now it's been kind of crazy so now i just go to the gym and it's more just for for health and okay and yeah. I, I have to do it like i really have to do it for um just for for well-being like for like it's just mental everything me, yeah it, really and i know it sounds cheesy and no, it, i saw like, you talking about mental health too online on an interview you were talking about that too it really it's is important it's a huge thing like it's yeah. just as amazing as all this stuff is like it's kind of fucking crazy to like live in my head uh trying to navigate everything because we try to be so in control of everything and, and just you know we 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 run everything and it's just so many things happening in such a sort of space of time like when any kind of shit happens or whatever, like, like yeah, the gym is one thing that it will just clean my mind. But nowadays, bro, I, if, like, <laughs> especially when I was working full time and having this happen, like I was like juggling having 70 students as well as touring <sighs> and doing speed. Like it was so fucking crazy. crazy. Like if I could get one to three sessions a week, that would be awesome, you know, but I'm a pretty healthy trend. person besides that, eating good and all that shit, take care of yourself. I try to, I learn a lot from 
from training like we were, yeah. we were pretty serious about it I had like a nutritionist for like two years and oh wow literally tracked every gram of food for and my body weight like every fucking day religiously or like a like in a spreadsheet and everything for years and i don't do that anymore but things like things like that and from playing the flute like these are chapters in my life bro that just taught me a lot about discipline and a lot about um this commitment and and seeing things through to the end you know what i mean and working yeah. hard mm-hmm. and like push and, and persevering through you know and, and and being a flautist like yourself and, and and also playing uh going to the gym it's like just you you know what i mean so you learn a lot about things like that and again that all just builds into like i guess our mentality now yeah yeah, yeah. do you have any uh, major regrets in your life fuck no bro absolutely not man wow no no love way. that no way no way bro like that was the quickest uh p- person answered that no man like i dude i couldn't be like like nothing is ever perfect bro but like what we're experiencing right now man is something that very very few people in the whole world will get experience you know yeah. I mean? having this i'm sitting down here as i said like this is incredible you know and it's only because of everything that's led to here like yeah relate mm-hmm. to hardcore or not like i've definitely made i've definitely fucked up and definitely made stupid choices and like you know done everything but um i wouldn't change anything because i'm fucking here you know what i mean yeah. like you just it is it yeah yeah and you yeah. seem like an optimist too yeah i i mean i i get a lot I, again from my parents like i i, yeah. I was saying before my, my dad was really asian he was a programmer but you know now he's actually a life coach um and uh and he, cool. that left a big impression on me and i know that life coaching has a fucking might have a bit of a stigma in some ways yeah, of how yeah, it comes yeah. Off. yeah but he's not i just refer to my dad as like chinese neflanders he's just like <laughs> literally <laughs> the happiest like i like like you couldn't say it. The, the only thing that you could say <laughs> ugly dugly <laughs> yeah literally bro literally bro <laughs> the only thing i could like say about my dad almost is that like he's like too forgiving maybe or too nice mm. you know what i mean like but um he quit his job like you can imagine like what my grandparents like with the story I talk about my grandparents yeah. and him coming and then like you know like was being a computer programmer and all that kind of thing like doing doing well in this in the scheme of like the history of our family and he fucking fully quit his job just to do seminars in our backyard to fucking like random people on a weeknight like, he literally stuff, fully yeah. quit his job while we were all in high school and stuff just to awesome, just man. to speak mm-hmm. and now he does that and like you know when i was quitting my job to do th- when I was like coming to this point of like quitting my job to, to do speed. Yeah. You know, I remember calling my parents and my, my both my parents were like, Jim, you have to do it, bro. Like you have to do this. Like, like there so came cool. a point in our lives when we had to do this. You have to do this, like do it and never fucking look back. You just yeah. have to fucking do that. And I like, it's a so crazy thing. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a crazy thing to think about because not many people have that experience. And, um, it's given me so much, uh, it, it's equipped me with so much to be able to, just confidence because i don't know what's going to happen i have no idea like yeah. like you know i have no idea like playing a fucking hardcore band at 30 at this age and like i want to have kids and do that kind of thing and it's like i have no idea what's going to happen but mm-hmm. yeah you know that kind of trust and like a fun of faith goes a long way so it's yeah. amazing to have parents like that they sound like super role models and awesome definitely. inspirations yeah. for They're you fucking awesome, so, so you want kids and stuff of course bro yeah, yeah definitely yeah. that's why i teach bro like yeah. i don't mm. really love flute playing that much but i love kids it was just a vehicle yeah. for me to fucking yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah do that. that's yeah. cool to get yeah. married have kids someday you're down someday yeah you have you a, lady, you have a lady right now or yes no? shout okay. out Gemma. she's awesome. at the fest right now how long you guys been together uh going on six years oh good oh, yeah. it's man. awesome thank you man yeah that's so it's really amazing yeah she fucking inspired me a lot as well 
Good, because man. when I was when I met her at that age too, it was just it was a couple years before speed. But I was going through a thing in my head where I was like, I gotta fucking start spinking comes on the weekend if I ever want to like meet a proper meet a proper girl and like fucking like settle down and have a proper life. You know, I, mean, I can't keep doing this kind of thing. That's at least the train of thought that I was in. And when I met her, she was like. The first day I met her, she was wearing a suicidal tendency shirt, Sick. and like, and like, and 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 all this kind of thing. I was like, "What the fuck?" And like, she was like, "Yo, do you like throw down?" And I was like, "What the fuck?" Because like, she's also like so tiny and like, and, and she's beautiful and all this oh, kind of stuff. And I was awesome. like, "What the fuck?" And like, anyway, she really put me onto like sick of it all and all this kind of stuff. like, like she put me on all this OG shit. I was like, "What the f-? like?" Yeah, That's yeah. So, sick. so then from Keep there, I, that was why I was like, "Whoa!" Like, I can, and and also and also she's Asian too. She's she's half Asian and she's very very invested in the culture. And we like we learned Mandarin together and stuff and like oh that's cool the combination of all those things in my life I was like whoa like she enabled me to do this I thought that like you know I never thought that I'd meet someone who is Asian in, and invested in the culture f- fucks with hardcore and I guess just has their head screwed on I guess well, you yeah. guys should definitely get married then yeah yeah so. we will. yeah we will <laughs> she's my wife yeah yeah we I call it we're like every in in, in speed if you have a partner it's your it's your wife <laughs> yeah. did your parents bug out the first time they saw you perform in speed I'm sure they saw yeah, the other bands that clip. I don't know if they they definitely think it's crazy but they fucking love it bro yeah. like like my yeah it's it's kind of my dad is so positive it's so weird if you go through <laughs> any YouTube videos or even some Instagram you'll see okay. my dad will have a comment and he'll be like <laughs> awesome energy everybody like thank you everybody in the crowd for celebrating this, <laughs> this, this amazing thing with our sons like, oh, like that we, is so like, dope like, like the community here is beautiful like just things like that that's it's, so it's really dope. funny yeah, how yeah. old your dad Almost sixty. Damn. He was born in sixty four. Okay. Yeah. But he's but he's Asian, bro. So could be anywhere between like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. thirty five and seventy. <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> I was thinking I didn't start my band until I was twenty six. So being, you know what I mean? Really? Yeah, we've been in the band thirty years next year. Fuck. So thirty's not. Sure, thirty's young, man. You guys are. You know, I feel younger than ever, bro. I feel younger, I feel and that's young another too. gift to Huggle. It know? does yeah. keeps you young, man. Honestly, you know, like I feel like it. Literally, and like I'm, I'm fifty three. I feel young. I'm not the best flute player in the by any means. In fact, I'm pretty shit compared to you know people who like li- really do it. And I'm definitely not the best te- flute teacher, but I do think the one thing that I just have is I can just I just understand kids and I can just hang out with them and I'm, and Huggle keeps me youthful. You know, yeah, what it I mean? really like, does. Man. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Very lucky. Do you have any um, top five, top five inspirations or artists or musicians or anything? Fuck. Is that hard? I think we've definitely gone probably through. I've, I've, I've probably listed them, listed them already, man. Like in this. Oh yeah, and the other chat. Yeah, 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 I think like, so. And, but I will say it's on hard. that on that point, it's a weird thing, but I because like because we I, you know I get asked questions like this, um, and it makes me reflect on it. But like, really, dude, like the people that I see as like I I don't actually get very. Uh, I don't go crazy when I see like quote unquote celebrities. Like if I saw like Tom Hanks, actually Tom Hanks would be pretty cool to me. <laughs> <laughs> but if I saw a celebrity like uh, it's like well, for example when we met Shaq, I was like yeah, word like it's cool. But like yeah. I I really think that hardcore broke down all those barriers for me, man. Mm. Like I really think that like it was just like I, uh, yeah, I I it it just the, everyone's a normal person, you know what I mean. Yeah. And so it's not about like where they're at, but it's more about like the the. The, the legacy that they left for me or the impre- impre- impact. impression the impact on me so yeah when i literally when like w- when we're hanging out at the at the tui steps and stuff like that it's really like that's that's like a red carpet for me you know mm. that's like that's that's i really mean that that's the shit that. that's crazy when yeah. we went to new york for the first time and the day before 
we're in Brooklyn and we see Outburst and I'm fucking Mike hanging DeJean. out with Mike Dijon, bro. Mm. Shout out. Ooh, like, that shit is crazy to me. Yeah. Like that really, really means a lot. Like Red that's human. fucking, that to me is like the celebrity shit. Like that's back at cool. home when like Mort from Break Even was like take, taking taking us in or like Nick from Miles Away. Like those are my fucking he- heroes. You know what Love I mean? That. Peter Body from Norbert. That, that's my celebrity. So, um, and that's because um, again, like when you have to like, you have any regrets? No, I'm here. I'm so I'm so grateful. And yeah. all of these people were like uh, like heroes to me. They, they 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 took me in. So is there a band you love to play with? Like a hardcore band that's still around playing? Oh, bro, we're fucking playing with Ti tomorrow. I know. I was oh, gonna, yeah, I was go. gonna say. I was gonna say well, that. You, know. like, you know. I, I was I, gonna ask you like yeah, about yeah. like how like you know. Yeah, that's huge, you over there. Yeah. man. That's a big deal. That to us is like if Michael Jordan had a protégé and then they verse each other in the finals. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, that's what it is like to, for us. Like, it's, I mean, wow, again, they're our bros. It's a dream. Holy shit, yeah. yeah. It's a fucking dream, bro. We're fucking, we're playing second last at Sound and Fury tomorrow. What the yeah. fuck, dude? Oh, so like, you're right before them. Yes, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's hard. Dude. It's insane, circle dude. circle life. That's crazy. It's really Bro, the crazy. crowd doesn't, re- I hope the crowd understands what they're getting tomorrow. <laughs> I know. It's insane, man. How long have you guys been a band for at this point, Speed? How many years now? Well, we start in November 2019. So, dude. Um, it's I mean, crazy. and then we had two years of two, two and a half years of COVID. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. If you take out COVID, we've only been playing shows for what, two, two years. years. Yeah, two years. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. But the internet has done amazing things. It is, but it's also, <laughs> and it's also the power of music being that far away from America alone, and that connection, the same connection you had with bands in America, the kids are having with you over there, which is amazing, man. I so al- cool. always thought that being Australian was our detriment. We mm. always thought that. For the longest time, oh, we're so disconnected. No one takes us seriously. Why the fuck would anyone in America ever care about an Australian hardcore man when you guys make it all? You guys make the ha- best hardcore music in the world. Like it's his, it's from here. Like I, I don't expect you to care. Like why why would you? You know. And now I realize from so far that it's been our biggest strength because it's just something yeah. different. So people see it's something different. Yeah. And the and the moment and with speed as well was the first time I really consciously we consciously decided let's just be ourselves. Let's not stray away from Australian identity. Because that's actually fucking sick, and like what we have in Sydney and all of that kind of thing. Like because we never got any, lo- I never, we never really felt any love from America for the, ever, ever until now. Like at least Dennis and Kane's band, yes, but like in my personal experience, like because we didn't feel it, I, it wasn't, it, it was not a, it was not a resentful thing at all. It was yeah. just more of like, oh, that's fine. Like let's just make, let's make our own thing. Because yeah. we were dressing like Americans and like inspired by all that kind of stuff, obviously. But let's just let's just do our own thing where where we're from, and 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 and, and so. Now with everything that's happening with speed and people like see us as you know you're, you're yourself and they see oh Australians as you know all just like Steve Owen you're like yeah you're Asian too you know and they like, look look different and talk different or yeah. whatever like again like it has taught me so much that like everyone has their own unique story and you should wear that you know what I mean and what makes you you like it's, it's it you you can never tell anyone else's story you can just tell your own totally. and that's all we're trying to do yeah yeah so yeah I mean it's um, awesome man it's our great it, yeah being being Australian is. It's our greatest strength, and I'm 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 proud of it. Yeah, yeah, that's I, beautiful. As an older hardcore uh, person, um, I love how where hardcore is right now with all your band, everybody's bands, and just like it's beautiful to see, man. It's, Thank it's you. So alive and well, and the diversity and the different generations of people getting into your old and young. It's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. I love that you keep the. Uh the excitement that you have—I mean, I—I I don't haven't—I didn't I know you when old, I was when I was a kid. But I hate but that old I, school like, gatekeeping you know, bullshit. Yeah, like you've always kept the same excitement. And Mabel too. Oh, Mabel's too bouncy. They're too hip hop. Mm-hmm. H2O's too melodic. It was the older heads before us. So like it wasn't hardcore. There's no blueprint. We said they says no blueprint to this music, man. There's no certain sound or look or style, and it's been changing for generations and generations. And the fact that it's 
bigger than it ever was. It's incredible, dude. It's like, yeah. I'm so happy to see it. You know what I mean? Because it changed my life for the better. Me in too. In the biggest positive way. Same. You know what I mean? I do want to say, you know, on that too, though, that like, you know, when we, we really came in with this, we, when we have this attitude of like, if you fucking, if you're into shit for the right reasons, please come back and stay and contribute. Um, but, and, and we really had the door as big, as open as possible. And we still, and, and, and we still do, but on the top, on idea of gatekeeping, I do want to also like just mention that I do feel that like with Hargo going so crazy right now and it's, it's product of the internet and everything going viral, it's so sick that so many people are coming, but Hargo is what it is because of, of the values that are so intrinsic to it. And when mm. you see something from your phone and you see a viral video of people getting spin kicked in the face or whatever, that looks exciting. But you need to understand as well that there are so many layers to this, which you can only learn so by many. being to going to the show. You Facts. have to be at the show, and and so true. I don't want to gatekeep anybody, but I but if you come and you love it, please keep coming for the right reasons. But don't come if you think this is just a fucking punch on or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Please don't come if you think this is just some martial thing because or a soundtrack for violence or something. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. It, there, 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 there's a there's a lot more to it than than what it is, and you can only learn from going to shows. Um, and yeah, yeah, because that shit kind of ruined the scene in New York and in, in certain early late mid '90s where kids were coming out had n nothing to do with hardcore, didn't care about the lyrics or the music or the message, just to go there and fuck people up. Mm. It was just a violent place. It had nothing mm. to do with the dance style. Mm -hmm. It didn't care about what the band was saying. And that, that shit kind of ruined the scene. Like yes. some of the last CB shows where people had guns at the shows and shit. Like that's real shit. Yeah. They weren't going there because they loved it. It was just a place to get away with shit. Mm -hmm. So I love that you're saying that. If you're going to come, like you're going to come back, come back for the right reasons. Because Yeah, I mean, we're, we're only true. able to do what we are doing because we've gone, I've been going to shows for literally 17 years now. Like yeah. I'm not afraid to say it because I am who I am from doing this. You know what yeah. I mean? And no mm -hmm. one spelled it out for us when we went there. You had to figure it out. I got punched in the face all the fucking time. Like my, my parents were freaking out too. Like that's another crazy thing. I would come back home with black eyes every single show literally wow but like you know i had to learn like to learn the hard way and learn a lot of things like that too. i'm not saying that it's uh, i'm not like uh encouraging I'm not, yeah I'm not, and i'm not i'm not i'm not um you know i don't know enabling enabling that that's not what i'm trying to say but i'm just saying that like there's things that you just learn from being involved you know in things about the etiquette and things about etiquette you know, the friendships and, and and also you know just the communal the community thing you know like everything that's happening with people raising money like shout out you the knife you know what i mean yes like, like all that kind of stuff is so intrinsic to what this is. And like mm -hmm. you do have people from all over the world who maybe have never even met them or met other people that I know who like, who fall sick and like, you know, everyone comes together. It's like a community thing. It's like fundraising ben benefit shows. Like yeah. this shit's like, it's because you can meet someone on the other side of the world and they are fucking in a mad bull tea. And I don't know you from a bar of soap, but I, I know you enough now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yes. and yeah. that's the thing. Like it's like a crazy, crazy thing. But so if, special. You, if you just see it on, on, mm -hmm. on online and then you come to a show and you think that's what it, that's what what is on your phone is what it is like it's just not. You, and you, might, you know what? I, oh, sorry. They're saying they might come to the show after seeing a line like, "Oh, this isn't for me." Yes, yeah, yeah. And, never and if it's not for you, it's totally fine too. Totally. You know, it, it really is. It's yeah. it's totally okay if you don't like it. You know, and I and, and, and people, there's so many people that like say what they want to say online. I'm totally fine with that because, like, pe people 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 do ask me sometimes, "What about all the shit talkers?" And all stuff? I was like, and I say, I ha like I was expecting like infinite times more shit talking but also like like i really was i really thought that people would i, I thought that we would end up on catatonic youths when we were filming we see you which is like a, a page a meme page that posts like i guess videos yeah yeah, I follow that yeah page, it's just like yeah. a sarcastic meme page i okay. thought we were going to end up end up on this page um because of some of the footage that went viral and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah 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 um and we actually did end up on the page, but the guy was G, like was was for us. He <laughs> was like okay. really yeah. funny. They, it was like the first post I'd seen them post that was not like a sarcastic uh, post. Sarcastic, yeah. yeah. But anyways, the point is, is that like, 
I don't mind if people talk shit because, bro, like, it's not for everyone. It's hardcore. Like, it's, it's not meant to be for everybody, bro. We're, like, we're not looking true. to be liked. No, it's not meant <laughs> to be for everybody. You know, if, so it's, true, if true. it comes for everybody, if, if, yeah. that's the number one thing. It's so crazy. We wanted to promote Australian hardcore and that's all we want to promote. We want to promote hardcore culture. But now it's getting so fucking big so quickly. It's like, let's make sure it doesn't get diluted. Like, how do you yeah. navigate this to make sure it doesn't get diluted? Because mm. everyone, the door's Keep the open. same ethics. Yeah, but like... I don't know. You don't want it. We don't want some fucking whack shit that's happening at the shows and people just come fucking stuff up. And it's you. We're drawn to this because of the ethics, and we just want people to educate themselves yeah. and learn it for the right reasons. Yeah, I think it's happened too. Back in the day when like Lollapalooza, there was like moshing at Lollapalooza and the different things that blew up um, on MTV and shit in the mid '90s, and the kids started coming from Limp Biscuit shows to a hardcore show. This is like slam dance, like not really knowing what it's about. Not right? knowing, and like, yeah. And there's always been people. We have a lot of friends in New York that always get a bad rep. They always made sure the scene had no Nazis in it, that nobody was getting beat up. But some of my friends, you know, notorious badasses that stood up for the scene and made sure it was a safe place, mm-hmm. regardless of some of the people they had to smack around to keep it like that. But you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of our friends, like they made sure there was like no Nazis mm-hmm. in New York. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's some of the etiquette of having respect for each other and d- different people there. So, yeah. I love that you're proud of it and you protect it. And it's something that's really important to you. It's very, uh, it's, it's, it's your life. It's, it's, yeah, it is. But it's also, you know, it's a very difficult thing. I'm not trying to, we're not trying to say that I'm not at all that we're fucking, we see ourselves maybe as ambassadors, you know, yeah. but we don't, we're not meant to be dictators or we're not meant to do anything. We're here in, in LA in America. We're fucking guests here, man. Like we, we feel, we, we, we feel honored to be here. So, you know, we just have the way that we do things and, if you if you like that and if you see that then then word you know what I and mean. And you want to represent something that you love mm-hmm. well and yes. do it the right way and, and you know. But that is also the other most powerful thing, amazing thing about hardcore is that, you know, I'm, I'm talking very generally. I know in this conversation, but like, the world is really fucking crazy right now and it has yes. been for a while. Like, how do you reckon with that as just an everyday man or a civilian? You know what I mean? Yeah. Hardcore is one thing that has given me a platform to make an impression in a profound way, I feel. You know, yeah. it's like, if I can't fucking change the world, it's fine. I'm not trying to change hardcore, but I'm trying to make at least make a positive impression on my own community. You know what I mean? And hardcore, the accessibility of it and everything gives us the tools to be able to do that. That's, yeah. what, that's the other profound thing I feel about it. So for us, we're not 100%. trying to fucking dictate what the rules are or anything at all. You have to dictate, you have to, that comes down to your community and your scene. You know what I mean? You, you draw your own lines here and there, but Correct. just understanding even that concept itself is is an important part of being a hardcore beard, I think. Yeah. It must be crazy see, coming from there and seeing like maybe people dance different here or just the vibes are different in America compared to where you're from. Yeah. Know, yeah, yeah. Just traveling around the country mm-hmm. and stuff and even being in New York, just seeing the different, it's awesome. That's man. the best thing, seeing how hardcore manifests in different cultures, bro. That's the 100% the best thing about this whole shit. We just went to Southeast Asia earlier this year. Wow. That's the best. That's the, that's the number one spot for hardcore right now, I gotta say. I've seen some footage over there. It's yeah, amazing, it. actually. Yeah. It's amazing. Shout out Southeast Asia hardcore. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Shout out! I need to go yeah. out there, man. Yeah. Damn. Any other questions for this? No, nah, this is beautiful. This, this is was incredible, amazing. man. This is a Enjoy great yourself, episode. Yes. yes, loved it. I loved every I've moment a, of I've it. I've a couple of artists on this podcast. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, and and you know, I just want to say, I love that you guys are so supportive of the younger generation of hardcore kids, hardcore bands, and you know, not everybody is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of people think like their time was the best time. And, and I, a lot of people living in the past. Yeah, a lot of people are living. It's 2023, <laughs> man. But it's you know uh, hardcore is at such a beautiful place, and I'm so excited still. Me too. And, and like, I'm, I'm genuinely so excited about where hardcore is at. It, like, I feel like a little kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel and, like reborn again. To yeah, this shit. it just fucking it feels awesome. And right after this, we're gonna go back to Santa Fury yeah. and fucking yeah. go see some fucking hardcore bands. It's gonna be a yeah. great day. And, and my son like love drains like my son's favorite band. He's like diving at their shows. He's like that's awesome. Playing shit like that. It's like so cool. He's twenty years old. Like he's 
He's like bringing new music home and stuff. It's just like, it's awesome, That's man. Fucking sick. It's a great time, and Harker is great truly time. alive and well, man. You Absolutely. know, like. So Absolutely. thank you guys for being a part of that, man. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Seriously, yeah. thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm yeah, excited to see on. you play tomorrow. I'm really excited, man. I've only seen online videos. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I can deal with it. I get there, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I'm stand like in the play. back, Toby. <laughs> 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 I might just fucking die if you don't know me. Please. But thank you so much for being here. Yeah. People can find your music online. Find you guys online. Flat Spot Records, Ricky, Chappelle Lacey. No more questions, man? No, nah, man. This is beautiful. It was great. It's really beautiful, really man. Good. Thank you for making time to be here and shit. Thank you yeah. both. It's an yeah. honor. For sure. Yeah, this was right. super fun. Oh, yeah. right, thanks for listening, everybody. All right, bye. Peace. I always ask my guests if they have any regrets. I personally don't have any regrets. Even when it comes to my tattoos, I have the silliest tattoos. Even my ET on my leg, it's still a childhood memory for me, and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now, and I can't stop. I've had lazy treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other, and that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. It was in and out, swipe the credit card, don't really tell me much, didn't give me much details or anything was going to happen. So I never went back. So as of most recently, I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm that looks like a big black blob is now super light. I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo up in one sitting. You have to be patient and it's painful. They ice you up, it's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands. But what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly going to get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. I'm so honored to announce that One Life, One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use TobyH20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866-934-4570. Or go to removery.com, one of the most experienced tattoo remover companies in the world. Over 600,000 remover treatments done, 100 locations, U.S., Canada, and Australia. State of the art peak away laser technology, cryo technology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do on these podcasts is talk about tattoos. From day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, we talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So, this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to removery.com. Or call 866-934-4570. Use my code TOBYH20 and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out.